Blog Talk Radio. humanity, human being, human love, on a spiritual tip, so vast, so great, the African embrace, live beyond love beyond your skin to where you belong Oh, 
pop up town, we can get the beat pound. Original one. Eat up town, we can eat up town, we can get the beat pound. Original How do we be? We are doo-wop and bebop and hip-hop and we don't stop. You see, it started a long time ago and it wasn't a show. We gave birth to a style like a precocious child. Feeling the passion for life, erasing away all the strife. Telling our tales with verbal mail, putting honey on the blade, creating language to persuade. Share who we've always been. Always a blessing, never a sin. We are doo-wop and bebop and hip-hop and we don't stop. Since our mother gave birth to everyone on earth. So we echo her call. And always walk tall. Cause we're hip to the world, so we create black pearls. Everyone can wear. Everyone can share. We can't live in despair. So we shine everywhere. On and on. On and on. On and on. We'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Moon. As your host, Brother Africa, it's always an honor and a privilege to come to your home this evening where we can speak truth to the powerless and the powerful. For the last couple of weeks, I was on her hands, and I'm happy to be back with my African family on Africa on the Moon. I'd like to thank everyone for their support uh, on our ongoing work that we are doing on and off air. Again, I'm happy to be back. So like always, you know how we do it. We're in the seat. We're going to take the heat. As we define it, we're going to stand behind it, and we're going to always seek power with the truth. Like we said, we may not give you what you want, but we definitely do our best to give you what you need. And today, you need to hear a voice. You need to hear a revolutionary voice. You need to hear a voice that's been struggling for our people for many, many years, and she will come and bring the fire. Because you know when we talk about Haiti, and look at the Haitian woman, a uh, good example of speaking on the truth to the powerful and the powerless, but they will come in a revolutionary fight and change for our people. And we're going to do that tonight with the topic or the main thing is having a discussion with our sister Izeli Santo. She's a revolutionary Haitian woman and many more. And we're going to um, talk to her and get some updates not only about what's going on in Haiti, but in terms of what's happening in her life and her work. And we need just to hear her voice because she brings so much important information and perspective to our people that is needed. She's a family member. We'd like to welcome her back. But before we do that, let's always get started with our party by first introducing our political panelists 
and analyst for today's program. First, we'll start off with Brother Haki. We'd like to welcome him to Africa on the Move. Welcome, Brother Haki. Oh, Brother Africa, thanks for having me. My name is Haki Kamafi-Mashoki. Uh, currently, I'm with African Awareness, and you know my thing, Brother Africa, is all about institution building. Uh, normally, I would have a, a great deal to say in terms of an opening, but I'm going to suspend that and the fact that we got a very special guest here tonight to talk about the situation in Haiti. Uh, but having said that, Brother Africa, of course, I, I thank you for having me, and um, you know, um, hopefully there will be many more programs to come uh, dealing with very, very insightful kinds of issues. Thank you, Brother Haki, and glad to be back to talk to my brother Anthony. Brother Anthony, kick me with some ballistics. Welcome back. Hello, Brother Anthony. Welcome to Africa on the Move. Thank you for having me, Brother Africa. Great to, to hear your voice again. Uh, my name is Anthony Williams. I'm an organizer for the All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. Uh, objective is Pan-Africanism, the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism. Thanks for having me. And revolutionary greetings to the fellow panelists and the listening audience. Always an honor to have you, Brother Anthony. Next, we're going with our brother, Brother Moses. You can't lose with the stuff he used. Welcome, Brother Moses, to Africa on the Move. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Africa, and welcome back. Greetings to everyone within the sound of my voice. My name is Robert Andrew Moses. I've been in the struggle for scientific socialism for the moment I was introduced to Marxism during a government class back in my high school years, 1968. I call Marxism the race to cure racism. I bear witness of one God, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of my faith, and that my faith tongue is his messenger for government. Fathers, help your children. We don't reverse correct verdicts. I'm pro-choice, and I vote. Women hold up half the sky. That's, that's why I'm for the Equal Rights Amendment, ERA, yes. And uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the show, Brother Africa. Thank you, Brother Moses. And we'll bring to us, bring on next, Father Brother Moses, our beloved Sister Eleanor. Sister Eleanor, welcome to Africa on the Move. Thank you, Brother Africa. And to our listening audience here and abroad, Thank you very much. My name is Eleanor Johnson. I'm an artist and an educator and environmentalist, and I am um, very proud to be here this evening. This evening with me is um, Paul. He's uh, a nurse uh, about to begin his work. Paul, say good evening. Hi. Good evening, everyone. He's uh, from Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, Paul, we said good evening to him, and of course we welcome his participation. So now we have just said hello to everybody, and right there, what we're going to do, we are very honored and fortunate to bring one of our members back. We haven't heard from her for a while, but we know this is all the way on the front line. We're going to hire for our people. And right now, we're going to talk about our topic tonight, which will be a discussion with Sister Zeli Tonto. She's a registered Haitian woman. She's an organizer, a freedom fighter, an artist. She wears many hats. She's a writer. But the, all, but all the stuff, she's a bad sister. And we want to make sure our people need to hear her voice. So, Zelly, 
We'd like to welcome you to Africa on the Moon. Welcome, my sister. Honor and respect. Honor and respect to your audience and to all your panelists. My name is Ezeli Dantor. I was born in Haiti. I'm a human rights lawyer. I've been practicing for over 35 years. I was the attorney for the first democratically elected president of Haiti. Um, and I do the Free Haiti Movement and the Esley Network. And we are here for the liberation of the black woman and black male children. Thank you for that brief introduction of some of the things you have done and do, Sister Zelly. But Sister Zelly, there's a narrative that's going on there in the news on Haiti about the Haitian people are asking for a U.S. intervention to come and help them out. Can you tell us what is the real um, issue on the ground as it relates to the present conditions and and struggle that's taking place right now in Haiti? Give us your, your, your narrative on the real reality on the ground, on the ground Haiti as of today. Right. So you cannot understand any of what's going on in IET if you don't understand how IET was born and who it is that's threatening to come and help us. So IET was the first time in human history that we know of, recorded history, where an enslaved population overthrew their oppressors and their slavers, which were the European tribes, the Spanish, the French, the English, and became masters of their own destiny. This was done in terms of, to look at how big that is, it was after almost 1,500 years of um, Eastern slavery, Arab, Turkish slavery, and 300 years of European, Western European transatlantic slavery. So once we did this and we beat the French, the Spanish, and the British, 50,000 British troops are lying dead in our waters and about 70,000 French and so on. Um, This is something that white domination cannot forget. And so they rewrote our history so that the enslaved did not become liberators. In their history books, the enslaved became tyrants. So today, the media is giving you this image, because I do the non-colonial narrative on IT, so I will give you the true story. But before I do, I'll give you the colonial narrative that you're seeing in the mainstream media. That colonial narrative is that Haitians are violent, incompetent, can't... um, can't rule themselves, and they went from slavery to being tyrants of their own people. They just replaced the white man, um, and that they need the white man to come back and save them from these uh, ghetto boys who are killing the folks, right? So that's their premise at the moment. Um, And it's been their premise at various levels all the time. All the academics are guilty in pushing this premise that we went from slavery 
to not heroes in the land of the brave and the free who are fighting off the the return of enslavers, the white enslavers. But no, we are, you know, um, enslaving our people. So one of the things that I do is use our history, our correct history, to motivate, empower, and move our people from their zombified states that they get when they go into these white schools and these missionary schools so that they have the, the tools necessary to fight back. And so here is the story that you folks need to understand about what's going right now so that they have the tools to fight back, right? So no, we didn't go from slavery to being tyrants, right? We went from being enslaved Spanish, French, and then during the Haitian Revolution of 13 years, they all came trying to to to, to own this prize. Um, and as you know, Africans are original to the planet Earth, so there were black folks in Haiti in those mountains um, before they found, you know, what they called the Tainos, which is the 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 the, the descendants of the Chinese that had come. Um, to the Americas um, before the European man came. All right, so once you know all of that, today um, in 2021, July 2021, the United States, uh, who has been in Haiti since essentially, uh, let's say, the, the first occupation of, of, of ninth, uh, back in, you know, with their gunboat diplomacy and Monroe Doctrine and all of their ways of telling the world that they are divine kings and so on, right, the psychopaths that rule the planet. But they are these tiny, tiny, tiny families of people that control 8 billion people on the planet. So what they've done, because they own all what we call Najoki, Najoki is they own all of the means of um, production, um, all of the means of, you know, what Neely Fuller used to say, human activities, whether it's media, uh, religion, all of these are used for domination. So they use their media to create a narrative. And so the narrative they're saying right now is that Ariel Henry and his government are asking for the United States and the UN to come to Haiti and save Haitians from these gangs. That's their narrative right now. Um, first thing you have to understand is that we have been on an under occupation directly. Um, since 2004, when the United States unseated the democratically elected president and brought in what they call themselves the legal bandits, the PHTK. They have brought in effeminate pink men and put them in power. This is what the demon rats do all over the planet. So the men who are in power are formally um, uh, trained and perhaps even MK Ultra victims. And um, they probably, they all went to this one school, Louis Gonzague, where they, they are trained by the Jesuits. We know what they do. And so these are the people that they put in power. Um, and so this guy who's in power, Ariel Henry, he replaced the president, who was also a puppet president, uh, Jovenel Moise, who was assassinated uh, uh, last year 
or um yes, last year in July, right? But he was assassinated by his own uh, masters, by by the by the by all of the. Uh, if you look at the New York Times, I'll quote them. Forget about what I say. I'll quote them. Go to the New York Times. Um, the suspects to the death of this puppet president that they had put in um, have all the three-letter agency informants around them, right? Because when they went in to kill him, they said, this is the DEA. When the uh, FBI came in to do investigation, they have said that, you know, one of their informants was part of the plot. Um, the DEA has acknowledged that one of their informants was part of the plot and is in prison right now. And then, of course, you know, there's nothing that gets done in IHC without the CIA. So once they killed him, um, and the reason they killed him, I've already, you know, I can go into that later on. But to finish up with your question, um, they had, they have been trying to bring IHC to the level of Jamaica. The violence in Jamaica, for instance, in the Bahamas, is normalized. You don't see it. It's invisible, right? But if you look up the, 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 the rate of um, Jamaican death, it's, it's, it's like the highest in, the, in, in, in this Caribbean uh, hemisphere, in the, in the Caribbean, right? And they did this back in the 70s by financing deportees or folks that they had fed drugs in America, for instance, and made into drug dealers. And then um, whenever they wanted a political person in office, they would, you know, send them back to Jamaica, and then they would terrorize the community and make them vote for a particular person that the United States wanted. They have that solidly done in, in, in Jamaica and the rest of the 15 Caribbean nations, right? They have been wanting to do that in IET, and we have been fighting back. We have been fighting back, but we are at the precipice of becoming exactly like they want us to be. Um, This idea that you're reading that the United States is like contemplating whether to go into IET, it's just a deceit. It's a mask because they're already there. The U.S., after 2004, built its largest embassy in the Western Hemisphere in IET. So it's a military base, and they're already there. They have been there since 2004, and I always tell people it's a geopolitical perch for them to fight against their biggest nuclear power sort of um, AC, what they've created, um, is Russia, because we are in that horseshoe, and I I, I I say this all of the time. So they're already there, right? And for a long time, the people would go out into the street and say no to the legal bandits that they put in power, no to some of the social uh, ephematization of black men, some of the pedophilia that the UN brought in with them, some of the rape um, they left. Um, you know, I heard one person say that they left about a million children. They stayed from 2004 to 2017, and we worked very, very hard, and we're mostly working alone, of course. Um, because nobody um, is is helping us fight because of these narratives that they have and their lack of understanding. Of course, you know I've been here for so long, but I'm a woman, and we're looking, we're working, we're living in a patriarchal society. So the academics and those gatekeepers make as if you don't exist. They will they will go find you know uh, a, a woman back in 1900s before they look at the people that are fighting on the ground right now, and there are many of us. 
So that's really the situation. They put, once they killed Jovenel Moise, and very quickly, they killed him because um, by the end of his term, he had realized that being a House Negro was not only uh, offensive and so on and the money that he was getting, he, didn't, he was getting a lot of um, whatever you call it. He, whatever happened to him, he decided at the end of his term, which he should have been out of his office anyways, but that he was going to try to step up to these people that were that disrespecting IET. And he went to Russia, and he made a deal. Um, with Turkey, these are these are folks that the United States want, you know, all of their clientele states not to have any dealings with. So he made a deal. He went to Russia within a month of going to um, uh, Turkey and getting a bilateral deal to do trade and other security uh, 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 um, uh, 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 relations with Turkey. You all know where Turkey is. Just look it up, right? It's like right there, right below Ukraine right in that Crimea Sea. So, and, it, and, and it, it, it controls that route out of the Crimea Sea and allows uh, Russia to go through there. The United States is not, wasn't amused that a puppet that it put in, that it created from scratch, would be its, the, the instrument to, 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 to try to get Haiti some nuclear power so we can get this uh, 100,000-pound gorilla off of our people. And so he was killed within a month of that. And once he was killed, they had these white women, Michelle Sisson, Hélène Lalume, and um, Pamela White, right? These are all white women who, who benefited from affirmative action, which they were not even supposed to, to do, but with black Americans. So they're they're in the veteran veterans of the um, warmongers and war war profiteers and they bring them in and stupid black men are some sometimes you know their heads go around they don't know what to do with themselves and so they allow these so-called um, these espionage folks to 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 make them feel like they're men and they're all a bunch of um, uh, uh, snakes who are disloyal to the heritage of Jean-Jacques Dessalines and Toussaint and Ali Christophe and all of the folks who died for us to have our liberty and bring the black race some dignity. So um, this guy, Ariel Henry, this little snake, right? He was part of the coup d'etat back in 2004. He's been trained. He has, you know, a PhD. He's a doctor. They all got four or five PhDs. Um, and he was put into office after Jovenel Moïse was um, killed through a tweet, a tweet of Hélène Lalume, who was at that time, who is the mission director for the UN, but she is a career veteran U.S. Um, economic hitman, otherwise known as an ambassador. And so they put her, him in, and then he's been in office all of this time, um, without any sort of constitutional uh, 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 constitutional uh, approval and without the people's uh, approval. And he is the one that is now because the, the once they did this thing where because Jovenel Moise had accepted the uh, ambassador of Russia to come to become an ambassador, he, he had accepted the, the papers of it, uh, to have a, 
a Russian ambassador in Haiti. And um, so that was the reason that, that was the, and that Russian ambassador, um, you know, really bugged, you know, these, these women because, you know, you know what Victoria Nuland was doing in Ukraine, what, what Mrs. Clinton does, you know, these career chicks with trying to be as, um, as more, as war profiteering as their, as the good old boys, right? Um, you know, they kill even worse, right? Everybody knows, should know anyways, that 40% of the slave owners in, in, in the South in America were women. So, but, you know, they use their, their, their propaganda of what they are to be the instruments of terror and oppression in everywhere in Africa and, and there are in IT right now. So the Russian ambassador that whose papers that Jovenel Moise, the puppet president, accepted happened to be the same guy who was also ambassador to Venezuela. Um, that was like tempting fate. As you know, they want Venezuelan oil. They've been going after Venezuelan um, heads of states for 30, you know, 30 years now. And that, that, like I said, that's the reason why they killed him, right? Because he, he, you know, he had this liaison. And the United States cannot afford for that horseshoe to close with Russian power, which is, you know, we, we, we are at the windward passage that goes down from, like, Florida towards the Panama um, Panama um, Canal, and so it's a it's a strategic route. Um, they're not going to let us have that strategic route with Russia or have power um, with Venezuela or any sort of relationship with Venezuela. So those are all the reasons we are where we are. So for one year after the death of um, uh, Jovenel Moise, the people were in shock and traumatized. They've been traumatized over and over and over and over again, right? And if it wasn't for our Vodun spirituality and our herbs and our sun, we would be dead with cholera because they brought us cholera and all kinds of other biological weapons. Like back in the day, Haiti was the first place or IET was the first place that they brought smallpox and all of that, right? That's what they do. That's their God, right? Uh, these guns, these, these, these drugs and so on. So, um, the people just, it was just traumatic when they realized that not only would they put in a puppet that the people were trying to get rid of, but if that puppet did something that they didn't want, they just outright killed them, and then nothing happened to them. But within a year, being Haitian, being the descendant of Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the greatest hero to ever live, Haitians rose up. So in the last seven or eight weeks or more, They've just been going to the streets and doing what they did back in 1791, like, get it out of my face, I'm going to burn it down. And so because of that, the United States needs to have a visible presence to come kill. They've been killing, but through their little um, ghetto boys, uh, you know, sort of like their, they, 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 they finance these, these, like, former police what happens is that the way they, they create their gangs is the same way they create, like, ISIL and some of their terrorist cells like they did with al-Qaeda. And then, you know, they create them, and then, you know, they tell everybody they have to go kill them as if they, didn't, they weren't the ones that, killed, that created them. So the way they created these, these gangs in IET is the same way they created them in Jamaica 30 years ago. But we've been fighting so that we don't become a Jamaica. It's visible. Our fight is visible. 
we 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 fight back. So so they have to give us this this you know negative imagery. But so what the people did, um, what they the way they did it was the United States controls the Haitian police, and so they bring in their let's say New York policemen, right? That you know. Uh, African-Americans are fighting all day long, right? And then they bring them to Haiti to train um, uh, black policemen on how to uh, kill other black people. And they do the, they do, they do the whole M- MK Ultra thing, right? This macho-ness, this going into um, effeminization. Um, the guy that was the security at the National Palace was a homosexual. They, they train them very early on. They send them to Costa Rica, where the U.S. military, that's all it does. Um, and they train them when they're, like, young. And then they put them in high positions. And then and, and these guys are their um, agents. And uh, younger Haitian police um, would, would be so much closer to the population. A few of them were like, this is for the birds, right? This is, I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And they would, the way they would try to control them is by not paying them. So if you're a policeman and you have children and you have wife and you're going to work all day, but you aren't getting paid for eight months, that's how they created these, these gangs. Um, and then once they created these gangs, that woman from the UN, um, Ellen Lalume, she, she um, uh, confederated them. And once, and they were the ones that they were using when the people would go out into the streets to shoot one or two in order to disperse the crowd so that they don't they don't um, they don't um, uh, protest the people. So that, but we've been dying um, for 20 years now since 2004. People would go out into the streets. Um, I I can't tell you um, how many. Um, you know, we've had to deal with, but that's what it is. And so this year, right, the people, like I said, um, I I honestly told all my folks to get out of Port-au-Prince because it was going to be fire. Um, And a lot of us, a lot of us did. Um, A lot of my people did anyways. But in Port-au-Prince, which is um, not IET, right, but they, that's where all the white folks are, all right? So, so they all come there because they want to be in the, where the seat of political power is, um, and 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 so um, they have these gangs because the the overseers in IT right now were replaced not by the mulattoes that they um, had um, like Petron Boy group of people that ended up you know uh, killing Jean Jacques Dessalines, but they brought in right diabolically the Arabs who, who, who are part of the enslavement in the East and, and actually know how to enslave black males, you know, they used to just neuter them back in the day with slave armies. They make them eunuchs. Now they just make them, you know, effeminate CIA, MLK um, folks who work for the UN for, 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 you know, for years, and then they put them in office in IET. So that's really what's going on in IT. The people are fighting back, and I can promise you, as I stand here after all of these years, that empire is falling. It doesn't know what to do. It is trying to figure out a way to uh, visibly put boots on the ground, right, and kill, like, essentially, you know, back, like, 
2004, they said that in order to um, zombify the Haitians and silence them and make them passive, they had to, in one clip, uh, kill 25,000. So they've been trying to do that, trying to do that, but they might in one clip do maybe 2,000, maybe 500. They haven't gotten to the level of Rwanda. They know that if they get to that level, then they would have our, um, they have calculated it, you know, how long they will have us um, in a zombified state. Um, That's what they're trying to do, but we know our history, we know who we are, and we still have our African spirituality, and we have the sun, and and we have so many different other things that they do not know about. So we we are here fighting back, and as we fight back, we remember the Haitian Revolution. When in the we don't make arms. Black people don't make arms. They bring it to us. So the same arms they brought to us back in the day, right, is what we use to bury them. And we will do that again. Wow, that's a totally different narrative of what we've been hearing on a daily basis, Sister Zoe. Now, in terms of getting an understanding of who are the Haitian people and its history. You know, I think people need to hear a different perspective of the from a historical reference. It has been stated that Haiti was only in true ever independent nation, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. Not only that, it had a characteristic of a pan Africanist characteristic in terms of understanding that no matter where you came from, they saw each other as one, and it took um, Africans who have been enslaved in other countries in, if they could reach Haiti, and made a principle of never allowing slavery to exist in Haiti. Now, I'm saying all of this because the rest of the world don't know about this narrative, this history of Haiti, in terms of not only that the Western world owes Haiti a debt, but African people around the world need to understand that this, this fight around Haiti it's not a Haitian fight, but an Arab fight. Can you speak a little bit more about this African personality that came out of Haiti as relates to saying all African people, if they made it to the land of Haiti, were never allowed to, to be slaves again under their leadership, and how Haiti has played a crucial role in terms of many of the so-called movements and liberations struggles in South America, and the world needs to know that. We owe Haiti a debt to pay back. Can you give us your perspective from that particular historical reference, Sister Zilli? Uh, yeah. So, you know, when I first started out, um, the books I read on Haiti was, I mean, I wanted to kill myself. Uh, we were just uh, corrupt, violent, um, at one after another, they were killing each other for to become president, a president of what? Um, and so I um, have spent a lifetime learning our history. And um, I can say today that there is much more really good information out there than there was when I was growing up. So there is no reason not to know um, our story. Um, For instance, you know, I'm here, right? I've got 30 years of work out there. If you want to know, just um, go into it, right? Um, 
lately, you know, I've been writing, um, but I, um, I, 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 I do a lot of Twitter these days um, because I, people's advances are so, 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 so short. I don't do as much essays as I used to do, but you guys can also go to my EsleyDunsall.com. You can go to my old archive uh, 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 website. You can go to, if you want to know anything about Haitian history, you know, I, I do uh, six uh, for the last, well, whatever that long it is. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so old now, I don't count anymore. But since 2004, however long that's been, every, for six times out of the year, we do teach-ins on Haitian history. To answer your question and give you some highlights, because, you know, it's so much, honestly. But let me give you some highlights for those who don't know. Um, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, the greatest hero, the greatest man who ever lived in terms of African man who was a, a humanist, right? The white folks are, um, you know, they don't say his name. His, his name is so scary that the only Haitian revolutionary they taught is Toussaint Louverture. Um, and so my first thing is to say to all of, all of my African um, brothers and sisters that Toussaint Louverture was not our founding father. Toussaint Louverture was an amazing general and a great um, strategist. But he did something that we have to learn from. And, and, and so that's the only reason I, I, I talk about Toussaint Louverture, because most of my last 20 years, my job, my ancestral work, was to lift up Danton and Dessalines. So that's what I've done. And I think that that work it has been successful. You can't go into IT or anywhere without Haitians saying Jean-Jacques Dessalines. And, you know, and, and they say it with, with that force that's necessary. Esli Danton was the spiritual mother. That was the, that, 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 that black woman whose uh, children populated the planet, right? Um, the one that was taken out of the Abrahamic murderous male cult. So Esli Danton, right? And the legend in Haitian um, uh, uh, history is that she was the, the power and the vibration that mounted um, a priestess named Mabu Inan, who then... Uh, uh, chose amongst the, the, the men who had come to this war council after many, many, many um, meetings of how we were going to destroy um, this um, animal, right, who, who, who treated us like we were animals, right, um, and not humans. Um, so at that meeting at Boakayman, August, uh, August 14, 1791, the, the vibration that was called down and that was respected by males and females was Ezeli Danton, and she is the warrior mother. Um, in other cultures, um, folks might call her Aset, you know, out of that trinity of Osiris, Horus. Um, but she is that representation of the vibration of the feminine. She is that rep representation of the mother warrior. She is the representation of love and what the Egyptian call ma'at, justice. So I stand to give voice to that voice that was taken away by the Abrahamic religion and definitely during the Haitian Revolution, even though she, that energy, that feminine energy inspired it. 
the Jesuits and the patriarchy has ended up trying to destroy that voice. And they created some narrative saying that um, her voice was cut at, um, was cut after the Haitian Revolution because she was the, 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 the principal that animated the, the revolutionaries. So my job in this century is to give her voice, and we have. Um, so once we got our independence, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, and the, the template of, the, of, of Danton and, and Ogou, because we, you know, her counterpart, of course, right? Her, her in, in European language, let's say husband, but it's, it's, the, it's the vibration that matches with the feminine. It's the balance, right? Ogu is the god of war. He is the father. He is, he is the husband. He is the protector. And Desaline became Ogu for us. Um, but he, that energy at the beginning of the Haitian Revolution was Bukman. Um, and so Danta and Ogu began that Haitian Revolution in vibrational form from the realm of the spiritual and then um, mounted and gave force to their, their, their children. Um, in that space, once we got our liberty, the vision that we had was to liberate those others of Dantas and Ogu's um, children, um, the indigenous people of the planet, before Chicha Yui came, before this mindset of profit over people came, before this pale person came along and without a soul believes that just materiality matters and that there's no spiritual world that is catching the people that they're killing. See, because we know there's a spiritual world that will catch me if they ever, you know, finally get, you know, to do what they want to do in terms of, you know, get rid of my physical body. Um, there is a spiritual world out there that will catch me, and I, I am very sure I have spent my life to do what they've wanted me to do, so I will be caught. So Haitians know that. So when they were doing the, the revolution, death meant nothing to us, and death has never really meant much as much as it means to the European because they don't understand about vibration. But Desalines published right after our, our, our revolution – an advertisement saying to all captains, sea captains, um, we will give you $40 for every black person that you have in your ship. We will pay you for them. Um, bring your ships not to South Carolina, not to North Carolina, not to Jamaica, not to Cuba, but to us. And we will pay for, for them. So that was the first thing. And you all can find that advertisement. I've published it. Um, it was published in, in, in newspapers everywhere. And so if you guys know at that time, Spain had Cuba. Um, Britain had Jamaica. We were surrounded by enslavers whose entire economies were based on the labor of black people. And here is this tiny country um, and, and men and women who barefoot with nothing except their spirituality and their, their morality, standing up and saying, come, we will give you freedom. All you got to do is, is step foot here. And um, I urge those who are serious, um, Ali Christophe is a 
magnificent example of a black male who knows his power and who has created edifices that today if they didn't if they didn't loot some of the some of the um uh uh um edifices and monuments that only uh, stuff um, put together, you would see, and they're still out there. You can see the pictures of the Sanssouci Palace that he built right after slavery. I, nothing in European, um, with all of the stuff they've stolen, the House of Windsor, you know, could even hold a candle to what uh, Ali Christophe built, and, and that, and the citadel, and uh, these churches, and so on that he that he built um, right after slavery. And and he left for us um, laws. There's you can actually find it on Amazon, the Code of Henri Christophe, right? You can find his letters that he wrote to abolitionists in England. Um, if you want to know, like the mind of a black man, not these facsimiles that are around these days calling themselves black men, but this guy Henri Christophe, who was enslaved in Grenada sold to Haiti, and then he rose from being that slave to being one of the greatest architects and builders and a general bar none, right? When, 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 when Napoleon, who had taken over most of, of Europe, um, came to re-enslave them, you know, it was Christophe. Imagine, imagine not having anything and like being raised like you're an animal, right? Um, and then you get the opportunity to use resources and to get and to get freedom and, and, and create a house for you and your family, Marie Louise, his 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 um 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 wife. And then they're coming back to re enslave you. Um Toussaint says to this to Christophe and De Saline, burn it down. And they did. And this is the lesson I teach all the time. There is nothing more important than your freedom. Um, you know, don't try to loot. Don't try to get out. The only thing that's important is your freedom. You can rebuild again. You can have children again. As a matter of fact, um, this is something that I love Ali Christophe for as a, as a man, as a father, um, because I, you know, I could feel his pain even, you know, 200 years later. Um, there was a, um, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Toussaint Louverture. Um, sort of believed in white people, right? You know, he sent his children to school, and this was a this was a, a normal thing for folks who were um, free blacks to send their kids to, to school in, in France and get them an education and so on. So um, during the war, uh, when we fought back with France, um, Toussaint sent his Excuse me, not to say. Henri Christophe sent his eldest son uh, to uh, to France, and when Napoleon um, um, came into power, he essentially threatened Henri Christophe with the life of his son because he had access to him in, in Paris, and this was a, a young boy, uh, twelve years old, I believe, eleven, eleven. And Henri Christophe says, I have a beautiful wife. I'll have another child. And um, uh, what's his name? Um, Napoleon murdered him, murdered the 11-year-old child. So this, this is one of the things that we learn in, in the, the Haitian Revolution, that at that point, when, you bec- when, when they come, there is no longer any mother, there's no father, there's no wife. The only thing we are is soldiers. 
and 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 that came out of pain and so um so those are some of the things so in terms of Ali Christophe you know he had a really um uh, heavy military in his waters in the north and if any of the Spaniards came close to him um, he would send out the military and, 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 you know, you can look it up. I think there's like a letter where he told the Cubans and the Spaniards, no, I'm not going to return these 245 people. Um, our constitution, the Haitian, our greatest edifice that Desalines left us, like I said, the greatest general, the greatest hero, the best man that you can think about as being a black man, Jean-Jacques Desalines, the greatest thing he left for us was his 1805 constitution. And if you guys remember anything about Haitian history, it's in there. One of the things that it said was that, oh, we are all going to be black. So even the few Polish and Germans and Swiss that had um, been part of the Napoleon expedition, if they, if they had come to our side and they fought, we, be, we called them black. Because black was defined by Dessalines as lovers of liberty. Um, he also, because he was trained as a child, by a warrior woman from Dahomey and a, uh, uh, um, uh, a warrior from the Congo, Dede Magritte. Um, those women went, trained both Desalines and Christophe. Um, and so they knew their ancient history. They knew that black and different spaces always meant warriorship, whether it was in Japan with the samurai or whether it was in Kemet or whether they, they knew. So they used, they, they, they used what they had in their hands and what they knew from their history. And initially he called the army of um, his army, Desalin called his army the army of the Incas knowing that these were black people and black warriors because he was being trained not only by the warriors that came out of Dahomey and the warriors that came out of um, uh, Congo, but also the Taino um, uh, uh, Africans that were already in the mountains. And this is a story that I tell. This is a story I'm working right now on putting out as a movie. Um, and um, so, yes, you know, to, to just finish up your questions, if you look up in South Carolina, there's a place called IET because we, of course, you know, we, when I say, I, you know, this I mean is for all of us, all black folks. Um, uh, that example uh, made uh, black Americans that were enslaved create a, 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 a sanctuary for black people and called it IET. And the, that, the spelling of it is H-A-Y-T-I. Um, I can't think of any more, but you guys know that we, we, we send uh, resources and soldiers to fight for five Latin American countries. So we, we, we liberated South America. We sent soldiers to Texas um, to stop Spanish, uh, 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 um, Spanish slavery when Mexico was, was, uh, was part of Texas. Um, and so those are the things we've done in the world. And for that, we are suffering. We have been suffering. And I also know that if you look at the history and the influence of Haiti on our people and on the reaction of European forces, one of the things when we talk about the history and the connections of our histories is that when you look at the question of the so-called Civil War struggle that's supposed to took place inside of the border of the United States and the question on whether or not the armed Africans 
in enough to help fight for their so-called freedom. One, the driving force that forced Lincoln to put guns in the African hands to actually fight with them was because of the influence of Haiti. Haiti was contemplating coming to the shores and taking over freeing all the colonies and Africans there. Can you elaborate just a little bit on that dynamic of that history of, of Haiti and its influence since it's early? Uh, are you talking about the um, Savannah for the Revolutionary War, or are you talking about afterwards? Yes, Revolutionary War. Oh, okay. The, the, the so, Christophe, right? Because um, I, I, yeah, the, you're talking about U.S. Revolutionary War. Right. Okay, so um, the, I'm sure a lot of you know that story. Um, and this is a this is this is something that I've been thinking about trying to figure out how 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 to how how would 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 have uh looked at today but um essentially um let's look at the life of Henri Christophe and you guys can there's a there's a there are two Haitian men who wrote Haitian history um and now their books are online and in English at least I know that um, Baron de Vassy, V-A-S-T-Y, his book, um, he, was the, he was the secretary to Dessalines, and then when they killed Dessalines in 1806, he became secretary of uh, Henri Christophe, King Henri Christophe, because Pétion is the one um, that um, uh, plotted to kill Dessalines. And uh, they tried to uh, – Henri Christophe had the biggest army. Um, you all know that the mulatto sons of France were on that ship trying to bring us back into slavery with, Henri, uh, with Leclerc. Um, so Henri Christophe, as a young boy, when he was sold to Grenada and, and he came to IET, he was one of the drummer boys that they brought with them because when, when they're fighting, they just bring these drummers um, and he was one of the drummer boys that fought at Savannah, Georgia, uh, during the Revolutionary War. So there was a contingent of free black uh, Haitians who fought for American independence against the British. Because at that time, the relationship with, between um, uh, the French and the, the French were <clears throat> did not like the British. It was like their their main enemies in the world, right? They were fighting. They had just finished fighting the Seven-Year War um, um, to, to gain control, and they lost a lot of the control to the, 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 the British over there in Canada. So that made them fight for the America, the colonies to become um, the United States. And so that's one space where IT fought, right? Um, I mean, there's so many other spaces where we fought in America. Um, um, during the Haitian Revolution, there is a man who was at, at the uh, War Council on August 14th. His name was Biasu. He actually ended up um, fighting. He stopped fighting for um, for black liberation and um, at that time decided that the titles, because this is the other thing we learned in the Haitian Revolution, a big lesson, is that the white man will always give you a big title and money to betray your people. So Biasu um, was given um, his, his, his crew, uh, the men that fought underneath him, went with the Spanish. 
when Toussaint Louverture went with the French because the French, they were trying to stop the British and the Spanish from taking over the island of Haiti because the British and the Spanish had made a deal with each other that, you know, let's use the, the conflict between the enslaved and the France to just take over the island and enslave them all back over again. So Toussaint was able to understand something that black people don't seem to understand. That they're, like, like what my favorite historian, um, Dr. Henry Clark, says, there's nothing the white man does that's not about domination. So when they were asking Toussaint, telling Toussaint that, you know, we're going to give freedom to anybody who fights against the Spanish and the British from coming here, um, Toussaint understood that it was temporary. Excuse me, Toussaint didn't understand. This Aline did. But Toussaint didn't. Toussaint believed that, you know, there was some honor amongst their soldiers and they were going to do X, Y, and Z. And then he ended up getting kidnapped and dying in, 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 um, in France. But in uh, Biasu, who was the early uh, commander that took over after Bookman was killed, two months after the, the war started, Biasu became the general and, and at that time, Toussaint was uh, just a doctor working under Biasu. So Biasu was the general. And he was um, the, when we declared war against France as enslaved people to free ourselves, seeing an opportunity, the Spanish, which was on the other side of the island, decided to bring its troops in. And so we used them. And then when France declared that we were free, we went back to France. We went back to putting on their French uniform. But this Aline always said, no matter what uniform I put in, my whole job is to get your liberty. And so um, we do that all the time. When um, Today, when I see the, the duopoly and the, 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 the Clintons, right, we were like, listen, okay, Trump is laughable to us, right? If I, I don't vote anymore. But if I did, with you know, um, um, uh, I tell people who do, who do lesser and greater evil, um, it, it wasn't going to be uh, Clinton. So these are the things we learn in terms of strategy that um, our greater, greater society hasn't learned yet, and they've been too, too brainwashed to learn. But everybody knows, for instance, that um, the guy who discovered uh, or um, was um, Chicago, Jean-Baptiste Poinsab was a Haitian. Um, they know that, um, uh, you know, after – this is the sad part about the Haitian Revolution, and, 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 I, and, and I'm pretty sure that our, our seers saw this, uh, Gungiton and Tantoya and our, our African divination people who were there um, guiding Christophe and, um, and uh, uh, Desalines. You see, because when we won our independence, and we already knew the, the infighting between the European tribes. So if we beat France, the United States then had to sell, excuse me, France sold its Louisiana purchase to the United States, making it the power that it is today. Um, and our African diviners, diviners, um, had a choice or saw this, right? Like, what do you do? Stay in slavery and allow France to become this big power in the Americas and keep you or get rid of slavery, but your very getting rid of slavery ended up doubling the size of the United States, which doubles slavery. So I actually um, 
I actually um, addressed that question in um, my 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 latest piece um, that will come out in a couple of years, I think. But yeah, so I think I hope I've answered your question. Okay, sister Zelly, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna take a relatively short break, and when we come back, we will continue the discussion on. The history of Haiti from the revolutionary perspective from Sister Zelie Danto. We welcome you, our listening audience and panelists, to um, join us when we come back by dialing 323-679-0841. Hit 1. We will nod your last four numbers. This is Africa on the Move. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere.
chains, living in pain. Today is the same, and nothing ever changes. Hung by a noose, can't tell the truth, filled with abuse, and everywhere there's danger. How long can this go on? When will the light I see? I know I must be strong to last through my journey. Yes, to last through my journey. We must decide to get off the ride and stop going through these changes. We must prepare and learn how to care, but soon we'll be there while our lives won't be in danger. And when the light is clear, oh, how beautiful I will be to know. That I've been here and made it through my journey, yeah, and made it through my journey, yeah, 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 made it through my journey, made it through my journey, Pellerino. A bloodline across the waters from Benin to Salvador Bahia. A scar across the face of the earth. Pellerino, the place they brought the Africans, the place where they tried to make them slaves. Pellerino! You can feel the whip, hear the cries, and see the blood in the red clay. The clay that holds the stones together is African. And each stone is a bone from a people called slaves. Pellerino was the place where death came to dwell. His neighbors did not complain, for he was a way out. From the cold, gray, cobblestone streets to the lifeless cathedrals, tall walls of demons called angels, haunted visions of white faces, crucifying Jesus again and again. But in the sacrifice of this blood, of this dance with death, comes life more rich, more pure, more alive, where death spent many lonely nights, pacing the floors of his funeral parlor, waiting for someone to die. Pellerino, a French word called the place of torture, became a place of strength, a place where faces of white saints became faces of black gods, where haunted visions and demons became healing visionaries and orishas from the motherland. And Jesus rejoined his kinfolk and was reborn and baptized in the sound of sensual skin, turned up to dance, to inspire a fire like the sun, pronouncing his presence. Pellerino was the tongue of the flame, licking the eyes of those who have tried to remain blind, shining a light on a spirit that would not be denied. No, the chains did not break the spirit, did not enslave the music of my soul, did not shackle the will of my freedom, did not tarnish the glow of my gold, 
and all the Pelorinos in Africa, in Europe, in North and South America cannot destroy the majesty of my people, the love of my people, shining like the sun everywhere we go, everywhere we go. light is clear, oh how beautiful I will be, to know that I've been here, and made it through my journey, yeah, and made it through my journey, yeah, 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 yeah. We'd like to welcome you back to Africa on the Moon. We're discussing a ruptured perspective on the history and the struggle of the Haitian people in Haiti. And we'd like to welcome you to join us today as we have this dialogue with our ruptured sister, Izeli Danto, who represents the Freedom Haitian Movement, and many other Jeez as relates to struggling for the liberation and the freedom and justice of Haiti, the Haitian people, and all African people. So at this point in time, what we're going to do, we're going to open up our mic to our listening audience and our panelists. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to make or have addressed by Sister Danto, we ask you to call 323-679. 0841 hit 1 and we will acknowledge your last four numbers you know Haiti is a very important um, issue as it relates to the unity and freedom of our people globally and we must put the right historical perspectives on Haiti so we can better understand it so we can make our contribution to ensure its victory a victory for Haiti is a victory for all African people and all humanity. So on that note, we welcome everyone back. And right now, what we're going to do is we're going to bring in one of our political panelists, panelists and analysts for today's program, Brother Haki, with the African Women's Association. We're going to turn the mic over to him. Brother Haki, the mic is yours. Uh, thank you, Brother Africa. Let me just ask you, sister, she raised something that was very, very interesting. She alluded to the feminine um, pink men. It's very, very interesting in that a similar strategy is, is currently going on in Africa with respect to legitimizing sexual politics with the aim of actually uh, undermining real political change on the continent. So it's very, very interesting they're using a similar strategy in Haiti. But my question to the sister is that, you know, given the fact that these people are there in Haiti, are they having a definitive impact on the Haitian population? Yes. Yes. Um, I would say like 30 years ago, I went to IT and I was staying in a hotel at the Capitol. Um, most of the prostitutes in the streets are trying to service the um, uh, hotel patrons were Dominicans. Today, and, 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 you know, some Haitians too, but it was a lot of Dominican women. Today, you go to IT, and it's the first time I've ever seen it. You know, there are male prostitutes on the streets. 
black one. And that's a that's a a legacy of the UN troops in Haiti. They were known to um, sodomize women and men, and they they do it all over. Um, and that was a you know whenever you have like this is one of the things that Haitians are saying today is that we don't want a military force. We took us so long to get rid of minister. They <clears throat> they bring about a search. You know. They're, they're not in their country. And the warfare for these males um, is like a, 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 the reward is, is, is sex, that sexual depravity. They are able to, to um, rape their, their subjects or their, the people that they feel they've conquered. You know, this goes back to those pedophile Romans. Um, this is their culture, and this is what they teach in their military. Um, and this is what they have brought to IET and to Africa. It's everywhere. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, the, the NGOs, the non-governmental organizations, they spend a lot of their time, like, when we were fighting for, you know, the right of the people to live, they were fighting for the right of the, the folks that they had co-opted to marry legally. <laughs> oh, I can't. Can we move on now? Yes. <laughs> okay. My final question. Uh, in reference to the death of uh, Moise, uh, you know, the media alleges that uh, there was Colombian nationals responsible for his assassination. But interestingly enough, though, when we think about in terms of just in terms of interest, uh, but particularly we talk about uh, Haiti's uh, material, uh, material uh, interests, possessions. It's very, very interesting, you know, that if you talk about just in terms of interest, and certainly the West has a, a, a enormous interest in terms of securing, you know, Western uh, Haiti uh, resources. So to your, to your mind, uh, in terms of this Colombian connection, in terms of the killing of Moise, uh what role do you think the U.S. played in terms of contributing to the death of, of, of Moise? So um, you know, my brother, that um, Colombia is a clientele state. It's moving away from that, but it's um, it has a a black woman right now as vice president. But she herself said, you know, they're using her as a window dressing. She doesn't have any power, but it, it allowed for that guy to come become president. But um, so we know two things about Colombia. It's been a U.S. clientele state for a long, long time, and the CIA and the DEA use because it, it produces 70% of the world's cocaine. And they use that for their black ops in the Middle East and Africa, every place else, and they use Haiti as a transshipment. But um, in order to control your population, like I said, with IET, they're the ones that train their military. So they train the Colombian military. The Colombian military, if you read the New York Times, 18 of them are now supposedly in Haitian jail. Um, uh, they are the ones that were brought from the Dominican Republic on a plane to come to IT and pull the trigger. The security company that hired them is a Republican group of, you know, hired mercenaries. They're out of Florida. 
and all connected to all those organizations I just told you about. They they are they are known for, for instance, when when Trump was in office, they they was that same security group that um, mounted up a a coup d'état against um, Maduro, that of course didn't work, but when they mounted it up against IET, it worked. You're welcome. Hi, Nick. I, I Next, do, we'll go to Bro- just one thing. Can I just say one thing real quick? I just, um, you, know, you know how I was talking about Biasu? I, I wanted to just connect him to uh, to Florida. That's what I, I wanted to say. So he was one of the major um, uh, generals right after Bookman. He, 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 he led like about 40,000 enslaved people to burn the plantations and so on and so forth. But at a certain point, he stayed with the Spanish and the Royalists, and they brought him to St. Augustine in Florida. And if you know, these European tribes were fighting each other. So not for because the Spanish wanted to get rid of slavery, but because they wanted to mess with the United States and France. So, um, so if you were near Florida, St. Augustine, and you were running away from American slavery, you would go to uh, Biasu's camp and get liberty. That's just a side note to let you know that, you know, he played another role, but within America, in Florida, providing um, freedom for runaway American slaves. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Next, we'll make our transition to Brother Anthony, organizer for the AAPRPGC. Brother Anthony, the mic is yours. Thanks. Uh Revolutionary greetings, uh, Sister Zeli. Uh Thank you for taking the time to to be on on this program today. Uh, I have a couple of questions, unrelated questions, but maybe related ultimately. Um, Simone Bolivar uh, received. Uh, a great deal of help from Haiti uh, during uh, the wars of independence of several South American countries, including Venezuela, Colombia, uh, Bolivia, Peru, and uh, others. And uh, I I was wondering if you could talk about uh, uh, talk a bit about uh, the role that Haiti played in ending uh, chattel slavery uh, throughout uh, South America. Sure. Absolutely. So, as I said, uh, revolutionary greetings to you, my brother. Honor and respect. Yes, um, our ancestors didn't just um, fight for their own slavery. They then took themselves to many places, and one of them was when Simon Bolivar under when Petron, when the country was divided into three, and Petron was in the south, and Ali Christophe was in the north. Even Petron, you know, as much of a of a of a awful person he was for killing Desaline, we can definitely say positively that he never allowed for slavery to return. In, on his shores, and and we have those letters that he writes 
to folks that are trying to get him to do that. Obviously, France was trying to 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 to, to come back and you know offered him all sorts of um, remunerations and titles, and he said no. So we can we can definitely say some good things about Patreon. Um, so he uh, Boulevard came. He gave them printing press. He gave them soldiers, and he gave them, um, I think, coffee, and so that they could use um, as money and barter. And so, Aitien, as I said, we were able to um, liberate five Latin American countries, or you know, South American countries over there. Um, they called them at that time the Greater Colombia, made up of those nations that you just talked about. But I, I want to add something that you never hear. Bolivar um, betrayed Patreon, betrayed Haiti. He did not end slavery. And so that's one of the reasons they love the OAS. The UN love, uh, the U.S. loves the OAS because the OAS, the Organization of American State, which Haiti helped to um, put together because we saw a need to have a unified South American um, nations. And so we were trying to do that. The United States, the United States, which had not wrecked tea, not until the Civil War, stopped us from amalgamating with other groups that we had helped liberate. And, and they've taken over the OAS since. And so the mulattoes in those countries, um, you know, have been reconquered. Um, and are not, um, except for like a, Venezuela has always um, stood up with IET, but uh, you know they also under 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 attack on a consistent basis. Uh, so yes, so yes, we did send men to fight for the freedom of those the folks in Latin America in those countries, the Greater Colombia, Venezuela, Bolivia, Ecuador, Peru. Um, and then we did ask them to, the only thing we asked for what we gave was not to have slavery. But, um, you know, I deal with uh, some solidar- in solidarity with some, because you guys might know that outside of um, the Brazil, which has the largest African population, uh, the third largest is Colombia. Colombia has a big black population, but you don't see it. You just see these little Mexican Negroes that, that look like they're, um, 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 they look Mexican or they look, um, uh, um, you know, the descendants of the Mongolian tribe. But, yeah, so that's, yes, you're right. Of course it's related. These are all the things that we have done as a people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second question to you is uh it seems from uh uh from your uh not only from your analysis but what I've read of Haitian history is that those forces that were opposed to Haitian independence took advantage of the divisions that existed among the Haitians uh to impose uh a neo colonial setup in other words uh in other words it it's like in other parts of the African diaspora and at home, not every African is necessarily for Africa 
And, uh, you know, the enemies of genuine African independence have taken advantage of that over the centuries uh, to pit uh, one group of Africans against another. To what degree do you think that affected uh, Haiti's ability uh, to get genuine independence from those forces? Very um, important question. So, and I, I want I want to answer it in a couple of ways. First, I'm always a strategist, right? I run the Free Haiti movement. So my job is to empower my people to always find the – because any information, if it doesn't give you what you need for liberation, it, it, it's, it's not important. So for me, this narrative that – because it's, it's it, exactly what you said is what um, – uh, FDR is sort of known for in IT. He says, you know, we have to keep them fighting each other. And that's the only way we could rule them, right? And, and that's a truism, right? Because back in Africa, the way they were able to uh, 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 pummel us down, right, there was 1,500 years of Arab enslavement. Um, where, you know, uh, like I said, they made eunuchs and slave armies out of our males and put our women in, in for their pleasure in their, harla, in, their, in their harems, right? And then in South Africa, uh, Western Africa, when, you, when they came, they, the, the people were already fighting, and they were displaced people from the north, a lot of them that were in this West, Af- West African coast. And so, um, so they had that trauma going on, and then when the Europeans came with their, with their guns, the way they essentially gave them choices, right? You fight, we'll protect you and give you gunpowder so you can fight your neighbor, but if you don't bring us slaves, then we'll let your neighbor, we'll give, the, we'll give the guns to your neighbor so that your whole entire country will be enslaved. So those were the choices that they gave to, let's say, the Dahomeans and the Oyos, right? But when those Dahomeans, so that you know, we know in history that at a certain point, the Oyo tribes, which is Yoruba, right, um, um, uh, 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 colonized the Dahomean tribes, and each of them, will raid each other's, uh, depending on which Portuguese lord or enslaver they were working for, they would provide them with guns. Well, that paradigm obviously continues um, everywhere. But this is how I look at it as a strategist, okay? And it's really important to understand this because if we don't empower ourselves, nobody else will. So when the Africans, both the Oyo the Igbo, the Nago, the Fon, the Ashanti, whatever circumstances made them get to IET or South Carolina or wherever, you know, wherever in the, in the America. So when they got to IET, for instance, right, they got together as one. So when you call me Aïtien, right, I am made up of the original blacks that were in the Americas, that's IET. I am made up of Fon, Dahomey, Nago, Ashanti. All of that is in my blood because we became one to create a nation. And so that's an example that we need to 
export out to Africa right now if they want freedom. They've got to become one. And did we get our freedom? Hail to the yes, we did. Um, before we came along, before our ancestors came along, the amalgamated African tribes, which was like a family which had divided itself all over the planet, but it, we came back one into IT because we, we all came from one family, right? And then we divided ourselves, and then we had different languages and different customs depending on where and how and so on. So, But when we got to IT, we are, I am, right, Aïtien, the amalgamated tribes, right? You don't see a Aïtien say, you know, I'm Dahomean, I'm X, Y, and Z, this is what's my DNA, but because we are amalgamated. They became one. They amalgamated their spirituality so that the Vodun became both Gada and Petul, right? The the West, the certain West Africans that are more um, sort of uh, uh, the, the the yang and the yen, the, the, the you know, they have a different energy in the way they they move into into the world. Their rhythm is different. So we we know the rhythms of these different people and cultures, and we we and this is the the beauty part of it, right? So the only union in IT that's never wavered is the union of the amalgamated tribes. So we are the first Pan-Africanists, um, and we did it in blood and in fighting. Did we win? Like I said, yes, and why? Because the French, the Spanish, the English, right? They were the ones that were in that territory in IET. Um, once IET beat 50,000 British. Now, British were known to be, you know, uh, ruling the world. Yet, they know they left 50,000 dead on our shores. And they, this is what was done by barefoot, amalgamated Africans who had had enough in Africa, had had enough in the, in the Americas, right? And the, what they tried to do is to change history and tell you in England that, the, that they abolished slavery because the... Um, uh, of the, uh, the whatever the Wilberforce and some other white person, right? But mm-hmm. hell no, the British only abolished slavery in 1807 because of the 1804 um, uh, uh, success of Haitians, right? Because they did not want America and those people to constantly be bring you know uh, uh, bring up their forces, and they were afraid because the Africans in West Africa in the Congo were fighting back. And when they got to Haiti, they were military people, and they fought back, and they did not want to import military people into Jamaica or into – because, you know, they had to deal with Nanny and all those other folks that were fighting. So they needed to stop and only deal with Africans that they created here. So that was one of the important reasons to understand about how important the Haitian Revolution is. Now, this thing about divisions between us, right, that was, this is not a division of our tribal folks, right, because we are one in terms of our, you know, we became one ethnicity, Haitian, okay? But the division that they're talking about is the one that they created with the mulattoes. So the, the white man loves his, himself so much that the child that he elevated was the one that was the child of, of, of his own loins, you know, when he raped a black woman. And these men 
um, uh, uh, use these women, these, these, these mulattoes, in the most awful way. Uh, this was their life. This is how they're using the Dominicans today. A uh, 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 thousand Dominicans go to Spain every day, I mean, every, you know, uh, 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 every couple of months to service these, 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 I don't even know, I don't have the word right now. But so that's what they were doing back then. And our women and men said hell to the no. And we became, because they want you to think, in that society, when they write their books, they tell you there were three different ethnic groups in IET, or not really ethnic groups, but classes. So there was the free blacks, and within the free blacks, the ones with the higher privilege were the mulattoes, but they had free, you know, Toussaint was a free black, right? They had black males that were free that had both um, African parents. But the ones that they give better rights to, uh, allowed into their spaces more, like they're doing right now in Hollywood, right, with the hip-hop and the horrification of black women. You know, when, 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 when um, Biden wanted to go to the black community because of what men have become in America, um, and the black is no longer beautiful. They, he went to Cardi B. Um, Kanye, you know, made his billions off of the Kardashians. So that's sort of like mulatto um, fascination of the white man, of, of someone who's not totally, you know, white, because then they can use them sexually in any ways they can and say, oh, they're just animals. They don't have any feelings. I can do what the hell I want to do with them. Well, that was going on in IT. And, and, and so they created not just, you know, women for their own pleasure, you know, and you, could, you all could see that with the HBCUs when it first started and how it started, okay? But they created these men, and they used them as um, – Overseers in um, what do you call chasseurs? They were they were the they were the policemen, so they would they would take somebody like Pétion in Boyer, who is the son of, you know, some Frenchman with a black woman, and sometimes you know, it would be a second generation. They'll call him a quadroon if it was a it was if it was a mulatto woman with a white man. So depending on how how little they had, they gave them more privileges socially, right? <clears throat> so, so that's what they're talking about um, when they're talking about the divisions in IT. It's one that the the white man created, right? They made these light skinned people, and then they would give them extra. I mean, they couldn't inherit, uh, but they give them extra uh, education so that they would come and serve that plantation owner, the father, by being um, the chasseurs. The chasseurs were the slave catchers. So they made their sons the slave catchers of the pure-blood African. So that was a situation as it looked in 1791. But they were pure-blood African women who were educating some of those mulatto women because those pure-blood African women were healers and herbalists and mesmerizers and hypnotist people, right? They, they gave them these jobs where they were educating these mulatto women, and they saw the travesty that was happening to these women, that they would, they would be um, – they had no protection. So a lot of those women became lieutenants and fighters in the Haitian army of 
the black generals of Toussaint and Christophe. The big ones are, um, you know, Marie-Jeanne and, and, and Sunny Belair. So these women understood that they were fighting for their rights. So it was the unification of the mulatto women, mulatto men, and the, the black enslaved folks that free themselves that gave us our liberty and allow IET to become what it is, you know, to, 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 to become the, this beacon of hope that black people probably would still be enslaved in the world if we did not start that domino effect. But they, at that time, the Europeans um, were fighting each other. Right, so they because they thought we were just you know three fifths human and not really um, uh, important. They just thought that you know they would get us to fight their fights and then we would not ask for liberty for ourselves. And they were wrong. But when they write their story, they tell you that what happened to IET is that we went from slave to tyrant, and so they're and and like they're not in the picture. But I can tell you this, I have been, as, as someone who, who represented the first democratically elected president in IEC, right, we tried everything to elevate the masses' condition. But they have, they have now they no longer have mulattoes in IEC. What they did was they brought in Syrian Lebanese from those countries that used to enslave us back in eastern Africa, and, and they have no connection to the Haitian Revolution, and they are the current overseers. So it's not like black people are fighting the Syrian Lebanese. Um, they're like the invisible hand that control everything in all of the economy. So my answer to you is this. In the Haitian Revolution, we all got together, no matter what you said, right? Um, and we fought, and the black generals won. And those black generals had uh, 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 mulattoes. Some of them used their skills, and they were the secretaries, like the secretaries of Dessalines. And you guys can definitely find his first um, memoir, whatever. Um, uh, it's online now. His name is ba- Baron de Vasti. Nobody, okay, could have written some of the stuff that he wrote in terms of black power. That was back in 1804, and this is, this is a mulatto man. Um, Boantonaire is a mulatto man. He chose his black mother. See, this is the, the insult to the black woman is that, you know, uh, and the, the white men love to do this to us, right? And, and, and hip-hop people, I watched them do that too, um, is that, that our children that we raise, is always going to choose the enemy. And that is not true. That is propaganda, and I will stand on that. The reason why IT is where it's at is because the, um, the European tribe came together after our independence as one, as one fist, and we didn't have any alliances anywhere to help us. So we did the best that we could. Patriots had to pay so that they wouldn't re-enslave us. Patreon paid 150 million gold so that we wouldn't be re-enslaved. We would rather go back into sharecropping and live free in the hills 
than, than be re-enslaved. It took us 122 years to pay that debt off. It wasn't, you know, and we didn't, the, 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 the black masses could have looked at Petron, who's a mulatto, and said, hell no, we're not going to help you. But we knew, we knew definitely that we did not have a choice at that point. But today we do have a choice. And I give warning to all of these European tribes, right, because we have metastasized now. There's, there's, there's 13 million Aitian in IT and there's 5 million abroad. And we are not giving them this land. So that's the difference. We didn't have, they didn't have me. They didn't have you, those of us that are now in the diaspora. They had no allies. So, um, yes, there is um, the, all, of their milit- all of their media, religion, Everything from the time you wake up to go to sleep tells you that the, 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 the European is civilized, the African is not, the European is beautiful, the African is not. But not, I can't believe that. Thank you. Thank you. Next we go to Brother Moses from the Metro DC Coalition in solidarity with the Cuban Revolution. Brother Moses, the mic is yours. Thank you, thank you, Brother Africa, and greetings to the guests. Um, it is a pleasure to hear your voice once again. Uh as you break down the various intricacies involved in the Haitian Revolution. Uh certainly we support the freedom-loving people of Haiti, and Haiti, and uh, we 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 wish to uh, express our solidarity. Um, in terms of uh, tonight, we I'm not sure where to go with this. Uh, um, I asked you about yesterday on this on missing pages of history. I asked you about uh, Marxist party, whether there was a Marxist party in, 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 and, uh, you answered that, uh, it's along those lines that I, that I, I feel like, you know, with the surplus labor and the, the exploitation of the haven chasing people, um, will be overcome by revolutionary theory and, and put into practice. And then Marxism offers that theory, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm wondering how the situation is developing and uh, what groups are developing in in Haiti, and uh, how long how long it'll be before there will be a, a revolutionary struck a revolutionary over uh, successful revolution in Haiti. Uh, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, I'll, I'll just leave it right there. Thank you. This is really okay. any response to the comment? I didn't really get a question, so I don't know what to say. But, 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 like I, I you know, how long? How long is it going to be before you know? It's like I can ask the same question. I. All right. Let me see. How do I answer this? All right. Number one, I, I'm I'm not a Marxist, right? So I don't really 
have an answer for you with regards to, you know, is Marxism the answer to IET? I do know that um, we have our own ways of being, and it's represented by um, LACU, which is a, a, a family compound. It's represented by COMBIT, which is a sort of collective economics. And it's represented by VIV, which is the right to, to life um, and self-defense, and, which is re- and, 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 and that we, we are definitely a land-based people. Um, they keep coming in and destroying our, our production, our local production. Um, but Aysian are fishermen, farmers, um, and these, of course, are the reasons why it's difficult to go against the, the war state of, of these Europeans. But this is a new day. And all I can tell you is this. You know, I, I've never done what I do, like, by reading books. I, 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 I've done what I've done, I, I do, which is to save as many lives as possible for the next, for the next generation. Um, I, um, you know, when I started out, I had these bigger ideas of, of what to do, but I have learned that unless the vibration is correct, um, you, can, you can have your vibration of, of revolution. You can have your vibration of not needing the approval of the masses because that's what you need as a revolutionary, right? You have to be able to stand alone and keep your dignity and not become what you fight against. And this is what I teach all the time. Um, but it's only going to take a few of us. And I, I am certain that nothing that I've done in this universe um, is without an echo because I know scientifically what, what this universe is. So everything you do has an echo in the realm that you don't see. And so I know that we've been building up our army. And I know that this, this, this time for this, for this, for this animal is gone. So what I do now and what I, what I, what I say to, to folks is to, to live, to live. You came here to live. So you have to live. You have to do the things that are really, really important to you that you can do within your means without impinging on anybody else, but you must live because it is through life that we will find what you're calling this revolution. It's not through anything else. Yes, you must reanimate the energies of uh, Henri Christophe and Dessalines and Gonditon and Marie-Jeanne and all of those fighters because that will give you, because you're closer to them because they're not gone, right? That energy that they have, you can reanimate that by imbibing very important things about their life about, you know, wherever it is that you need to go in order to get that refuel and recharge. But I am not the type of person that will tell you that some guy in Moscow who studied indigenous societies um, is going to be, like, my lead of anything. My lead is the men and women who are my um, ancestors, who are original to this planet and who have lived in Laku, which is like they live in family together. And we just got to scale that up now 
to the point of um, uh, technology so that our individual work is scaled to reach more people and for, the, for our energy to be multiplied. What the white man has been able to do is to multiply the energies of like 13 families so that that energy is able to overcome uh, 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 8 billion people or, 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 and decide for 8 billion people. And the way they do that is, as I always say to, to, uh, to, to, to other folks, is through their corporatocracy. So they extend their life in these living trusts. They extend their life and their energy through the, the corporate entity. But I don't see any Africans understanding this and understanding that we have to extend the life of our families in a way, used in an African way that we know. And I'm not going to say that publicly right now because those who know, know, and those who don't, then, you know, don't. But we have to extend that so that we understand that they're using paper genocide with these laws and with these corporations to maintain their ownership. But that can only happen for a particular generation. And if you're a mathematic, mathematician, you know how long that will last. And they are on their last legs with this corporate entity that has more rights than human beings. The vaccine companies have more rights than human beings. You can't sue them. The banks have more rights than human beings. They're like Mrs. Hillary Clinton said, too big to fail. Until we really realize what the enemy is, then we'll sit around and read their books and, you know, talk about the divisions with blacks. But essentially, they, you, they, they understand vibration. And that's why I started out as, a, as, as an artist, and I'm still an artist at heart. It's just that I had to go represent my people. And I, and, I, and, I, and I do it in the best way that I can, even with um, – uh, it's a rhythm. Life is a rhythm. And you, 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 if you notice, they, um, they understand that in such a way that they use black music in America to bring you backwards because that rhythm and that vibration will keep you in a particular space. I try to uplift our vibration. I know we've already won. I already know that because nature itself is 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 offended by um, the waste of life, the killing of innocence, and the destruction of beauty. Uh, you know, making a man a, a woman and making him woman of the year. Any of that stuff is just it's just illogical. But we don't have enough parents in the universe right now. Like, black people do not stand and say, ah, I know better than this. And that's what we need to do. We have to stand. We have to say, I know better than this. And with regards to class and, 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 and so on, I do just know, and I always say this to Marxists when they come to me, um, when the man is, like, killing me or my child in that street, they don't ask him, you know, how much money you're making. They don't ask him what his class is. They kill him because of his skin color. And so I am the original race woman. I am Dantau's energy. And my job is to look at what I have and what I've been given by the ancestors. And what I have and what I've been given to be, by the ancestors is this, this. In order to win against this man, first you have to know you've already won. Second, you have to live 
And then the other thing, like I said, the, the material things, money, media, and military, we need those things. I know we need those things. Money, military, money, media, and military. And I've all, I'm always talking about those three M's because deception is, is a weapon of war, okay? And I can do deception just like they can, all right? I, I come here to talk to you. Part of what I'm doing is also deception. I come here to talk to you. I, I, I am here to see where the soldiers are. And if you're, if you're there, you're there. If you're not, you're not. But the point of the matter is that I would never be citing some white Abrahamic religion person or Marxist or any of it. I, I understand that there's a history with all of that. It's just not my history. Um, and, and, and Saline and Toussaint and all of those men, you know, all I can say is that they went with what they sought to do. And it works for them. If this is what you see to do, then that's what, you know, I will support it 100%. As long as it is about the freedom of the black woman and the black uh, children and the black male, I'm down with it. I really don't care what people call it. Okay, let's go to our sister, Eleanor, who's been waiting so patiently. And she also a member of the D.C. Metro Coalition in solidarity of the Cuban Revolution. Going to Sister Eleanor and her guest today, as well, our brother from Africa. Sister Eleanor, the mic is yours. Yes, uh, thank you so much for a fascinating show. My question was, um, with Haiti's uh, uh, relationship with Colombia, do you think that was part of the reason the U.S. Um, broke Haiti up uh, uh, the North American um, portion of Haiti country called Panama. Do you think it had anything to do with the the revolutionary work that the Haitians were doing uh, to liberate their fellow brothers and sisters? That that uh, Colombia was uh, split and 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 made into two different countries. I hope my question is clear. Hmm. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. I I don't know how it relates. I don't I don't know. I know that it, when when we when we help liberate that upper part of um, South America. It was called the Greater Colombia. So yeah, all yes. those countries were part of yeah. But but I don't know their history to be able to tell you why they broke them up. Yeah, because but Columbia, what I can say, you remember, you know, I can I can you know I don't know honestly I don't know. But if I was looking at the 1884 Berlin Conference and that kind of thing, I would say it had something to do with the Europeans, you know, wanting you know making making these different. Um, uh, 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 lines for their own power. Uh, it had nothing to do with the, definitely the indigenous people there. Okay. And um, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I I I don't know which which one of the European powers are um are in these places, right? Whether you know I know it's um you know Spain and Portugal Portugal, but I don't know 
you know, why they, 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 they made different, um, you might know, I can ask you, maybe you know the answer to that. No, no, I don't. But I do know now that the U.S. in Colombia calls themselves having the war on drugs. And I know that with Panama, that uh, we have dominated Panama. And I didn't understand how we took uh, northern Colombia, as you said, and, and made a new country. And I thought it was because of the revolutionary work with the Haitian indigenous people and uh, us Africans, the diaspora working together. And it's the U.S. that, uh, you know, dominates um, in Panama as well as Colombia. Right. I, I don't know that. I don't know that there is any connection between um, the Haitian Revolution and the splitting up of the Greater Colombia. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. I do know that um, the significance of the of Panama, because it within that particular landmass, it was the shortest space between, you know, the Caribbean Sea and the Pacific. So they used it as that bridge so that they can they don't have to go all the way down to Argentina, and then up to the Pacific. That's right. They, there wasn't an open way to connect the Atlantic, the Caribbean Sea, to the Pacific Ocean. Um, an, another question would be um, with the uh, Haiti. How has it been um, kept so divided from Dominica? And uh, not uh, is it is it the language barrier or what has kept it so divided uh, from uh, the revolutionary Haiti from uh, from from Dominican Republic? So um, the purpose of white domination is to erase. IT to totally erase it. That's their that's their that's their goal. Um, for 231 years since our independence, we had stood against that. At the end of the Haitian Revolution, half of population was had fought and died. So when we began in 1804, we had a population of. Um, 1791 was like half a million. 1804, we lost half a million people. We lost, excuse me, 250,000. So we started with 250,000 from 500,000. The islands at the time of the Haitian Revolution was divided into two. There was the Spanish on the east side and the, the, the Dominican. Um, so the Spanish was on one side and the French was on the other. And the people were enslaved. At the end of the Haitian Revolution, we had liberated the entire island. We had, that means we had gotten rid of both colonists, the French and the Spanish. Okay? You with me so yes. far? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so what happened is, like I've been saying, is that they want to erase us. So 
France, no, no one, no one actually except Russia recognized our independence. Okay, I think Russia was one of the first ones, and of course, you know, they were so far away at that time. What could they do for us? Um, but they did recognize our independence before America did, and before France did, and before Spanish did, and before the English did. Right? Even the English didn't recognize us. Even they said that they weren't. They 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 got rid of um whatever uh, 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 the slave trade, but they still had slavery in Jamaica and so on. So um, in the task to erase us, the Spanish came back on the other side. They were able to come back on the other side, and there's various reasons why they were able to come back. Uh, there was an earthquake. There was a division between uh, 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 the North and the South that was also being fed by the imperial powers. And so they were able to come back. Um, and when they came back, that's why you you have what you, we call now the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic is like um, having the South in the Civil War. And they're at our borders. And they're only there to maintain and contain us and that's 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 the thing that we fight all the time and then so that's basically how it goes so the dominican republic is is supported by the west the u.s to uh, yeah exactly they are uh, yes they are they are um yeah so they are are, they are our our enemy no, you know, I and, have, and, and uh, it goes deep, you know, with us in Spain, with black people in Spain, it goes deep. These are Dominicans, right? I mean, uh, if you look up the, the story of St. Dominica, right, these are the Inquisition people of the Spaniards. These are the people that were um, conquered by the Moors in Spain, in southern France. They remember black folks conquering them. And this idea of the black hordes conquering them is something that's still in the minds of Dominicans or, you know, the Spanish. Um, so, and a lot of them, you know, are, were part of IT. So they don't, they don't, a lot of them, you know, be as dark as me and darker, but, you know, they'll tell you that they're Spanish or they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll take, they'll take the identity of the Taino. Yes. Now, okay, Sister Eleanor, we're going to have some new words on this call. We've been waiting real patiently. One more question, Brother Africa. One more question. The quickly, sister please. Has quickly, please. The, uh, Russia. And we see now that the U.S. is backing a war. And you talked about access to waterways and navies in Russia. And if the U.S. and the EU are successful in annexing uh, the eastern portion of Russia and forming a new nation, it will separate Russia from uh, the Black Sea. And you mentioned that, and it will separate uh, Russia from its navy. Um do you think that that has any uh, role or any purpose of today's uh, horrible war that we see going on? 
Yeah. Well, you know, the European tribes, they only know fighting, right? They, they were fighting for 2,000 years before they came to Africa, and they're still fighting. It just took it global. But they're, like I was telling you before, right there in the Crimean Sea, if you take the, the map out, Russia still has a way out towards their, you know, towards, um, like, if, if, let's say they lost Ukraine, right? They still can get to, you know, they have the Black Sea and they have the Crimean Sea where, they're, where they have a, a, de- a good relationship with Turkey. And Turkey, you know, comes out into the, um, what is it, the Red Sea, I think? So it, it, if you look at uh, power, Power, especially, is always in the coast on your waterland, you know, your waterways, right? So for IT, unfortunately, it 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 can control that. If if you know we owned our land and didn't weren't colonized in this way, um, the the windward passage is a is a important passageway, right? The United States wanted it so much that it wanted to colonize Cuba, right? So it, it has this uh, indefinite uh, uh, lease on the Guantanamo, which is on the other side of Haiti. But it doesn't have that with Haiti, and that's what it's looking for. That's why it wants these um, puppet presidents. But it killed the last one before they could sign something to give it some legitimacy to give it the like the Molson Nicola, the the one right across from. So even though the United States is de facto doing like it's already doing what it wants to do with IT, it really can't face the world with it publicly unless it could show that it has like a government in IT. So it keeps having these 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 fake elections and then the people go out into the streets and I promise you my people are dying. I promise you they've ephematized the men. I promise you they have they have these uh, deportees from American prisons that have not the culture of Haitians that let's say they 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 you know maybe the left Haiti at two years old or whatever stone cold criminals you know some of them okay not all. And and so it is these deportees that they're using, giving them guns and drugs and women, of course, and um, whatever that low vibration beat, and they are doing some of the most horrible Boko Haram kind of things to the Haitian people and things that we've you know not used to. Um, we lived on that island for about you know a hundred years without them coming in. You know, um, um, we did not know that would be a pleasure. Because as soon as they came in, if you look at Haiti's violence rate, whenever the white man comes to you, your violence rate goes up. Their very vibration is, is violent. Um, so in 2004, our, vi- our vibrational, our, our um, violence rate was something like 5.7, which is over 100,000. If you just, you guys can look this up. By the time the UN left, it was doubled. And today it's, 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 it's creeping up there. But I think our violence rate right now is maybe 11 or 12 over 100,000. But if you look at the, how does that mesh with your visual of what they're sending you, right? Just look it up, right? Look up the violence rate, as, as I'm talking to you, of the Bahamas. They have, their violence rate is greater than ours. Dominican Republic violence rate is greater than ours. Um, and whenever these white people are, Okay, but the, they they have trained these white men, these uh, black males, 
to be killers of their own people, just like they're killers of their own people in Baltimore, right? And um, and then people, like, become desensitized and act like it's not happening. So that's where they want to get us to, and we're fighting back. And the Dominican Republic is, like, a place where they put they put U.S. military on that border, um, and they do whatever they want. You know, they can they can decide they want some 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 pale faced person is dying and need a heart. You know, need a heart. They'll just take one of our women or men and and you know organ trafficking, all kinds of things. Um, but like I said, that's what happens when you have no military, no media, um, and resources. And this is this is we know the problem, and we're working to survive for the next generation until the ancestors provide us with the proper answer. Um, and that's what we're doing. Okay, next we'll go to call 5054. Call 5054, who has been waiting very patiently. The mic is yours. Your question or comment? 5054. Yes, the mic is yours. Okay, going one, going twice, third time caller. Your last four numbers, 5054, is a question or comment? Okay, let's move forward to this last caller before we take our break. We have with us caller 9052-9052, your question or comment. 9052, welcome to Africa on the Moon. Okay, call them 9052. Question or comment? All right, Sister Zilli, and to our listening audience, this is Africa on the Moon. What we're going to do, we're going to a rubbish your culture break. When we come back, we're going to have some announcements from the African Wedding Association, the D.C. Metro Coalition, and then we'll have some closing thoughts, and we would like to raise a fundamental question with Sister Zilli, and that is, again, what is she doing? What projects going on, and how can we best help her? This is Africa on the Moon, and we'll be right back. Wait. It's an African one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me, I like it. So. This my African hands, and gonna love you. Don't 
Yeah. 
and why such a trip is important. Brother Haki, we're going to bring you back, talk to our people on joining the African Awareness Association on this tour to Cuba from January 23rd to 30th. The mic is yours, Brother Haki. Yes, we, we, we strongly encourage people to actually go to Cuba and see for themselves firsthand, you know, how Cuba's organized. You know, one of the, the, the very important aspects in terms of society is the kind of institutions, you know, that exist in that society. You know, if we were to contrast Cuba institutions with the institutions in America, we have two different kinds of institutions that certainly function in two different kinds of ways. In the context of Cuba, when we talk about in terms of the focus on humanity, in terms of the focus of being, you know, the best you can be and to have society which says that, you know, that we're all in this together, it's a kind of... Uh, Institutions in which is, which are uh, we're not, without a doubt are the kind of institutions in which are, 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 are not only are humane but certainly uh, is in, in general need for the world today. If we look at, for instance, in America in terms of these social institutions, when it's social political institutions, one of the ironies is that any time you have a social social political institutions which, which stresses the individual, which stresses greed, avarice, which stresses hatred, which uh, oppression. Anytime a social political institution um, stresses those kinds of um, behaviors, then clearly you have a society which is essentially chaotic. You have a system or a society which is not only incapable in terms of working together, but inevitably you have a society which is extremely destructive. In that context, when we talk about the function of social political institutions, then clearly, you know, when you talk about in terms of what is in the best interest of humanity, and certainly Cuba remains loud in terms of what humanity really needs in terms of our movement forward in terms of the fulfillment of humanity throughout the globe. Also, one of the things in terms of going to Cuba, which is so important, is that, you know, one of the things, you know, when we talk about in terms of liberation struggles, you know, um, you know, we talk about the, the, the great uh, contributions of Haiti, you know, to liberation struggles around the world, but Cuba's also played a big part in terms of liberation struggles around the world, in particular, when we talk about liberation struggles in the southern region of Africa, Cuba played an intimate part in terms of defeating, you know, uh, you know, uh, those um, those those fascist organizations, those fascist-backed regimes, uh, uh, Western powers that, uh, in fact, are funded and supported, you know, the most reactionary individuals in the southern region of Africa, and it's because of uh, uh, Cuba's uh, struggles in terms of, you know. In, in conjunction with their brothers and sisters in, in the continent of Africa, they were able to free themselves from the most heinous kind of political system known to human beings, which simply I'm talking, referring to is the apartheid system in South Africa. And so clearly Cuba is, in terms of, you know, proclaiming, you know, its love for humanity is not only saying in terms of words, but in terms of deeds, Cuba is very clear in terms of the, the necessity in terms of, in terms of uh, humanity. So one of the great things in terms of going to Cuba, you get an opportunity to actually see for yourself in terms of the benefits, in terms of those kinds of those kinds of ideas, you know, as they manifest themselves in Cuban society. So we encourage people to go firsthand and see them for themselves, not only to contrast uh, what's happening here in America uh, with what's going on in Cuba, but to get a better understanding in terms of not only the necessity in terms of real, real, uh, real uh, uh, the necessity in terms of humane struggle, but also in terms of real benefits in terms of having society which is humane and, of course, uh, just. And I think finally, I think one of the reasons why we should go to Cuba, I think people, you know, um, you know, you know, when we talk about this question of terms of humanity, you know, it's a very, very, it's a very, very important question. Uh, one of the things is that, you know, a lot of times we have this perception that, in fact, that you know, humanity is 
uh, pretty much, you know, uh, what we define it to be. But in fact, when you look at humanity, humanity can only be the, 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 the highest expression in terms of one human being's connection to another. In that context, you know, when we talk about in terms of just observing human, the, the, the human aspect in terms of human, human society and look at kind of genuine love and uh, compassion that they have for one another, you know, they're very, very clear, you know, that, uh, the, that this notion in terms of humanity resonates, you know, with the Cuban people. And to a large extent, you know, we have to credit certainly the leadership in terms of Cuba in terms of trying to bring forth, you know, a genuine kind of humanity. Uh, certainly in the context of America, we can use some of this humanity. Uh, we have a very difficult time in America understanding, you know, the fruits of humanity. And, in fact, uh, when we talk about humanity, oftentimes we're perceived as weak because we don't think that humanity objectively exists. We tend to believe that the only thing that exists is the interest of the individual. In that context, we miss the boat in terms of, you know, being, being in a position to genuinely create, you know, a society which is genuinely humane. So Cuba has done that. So we encourage people to go to Cuba and see for themselves, for themselves firsthand how Cuba is organized, to talk to the people, ask, you know, ask very penetrating questions in terms of you mean, any kind of concerns that you may have. Uh, despite what the media says, Cubans are very free in terms of articulating their views around whatever you, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, there is no fear uh, in Cuba in terms of critiquing the government. Uh, if you contrast that with America, certainly it is very difficult for you know for most Americans to open up in terms of their perceptions in terms of the United States, United States out of fear that if they're too open in terms of their views of the United States government, that somehow they're going to end up on somebody's computer list or they're going to end up uh, incarcerated for some bogus charges. Uh, so clearly Cuba doesn't have that have that that, that situation. So we encourage people to go to see Cuba from themselves firsthand and to bring back some of those ideas that manifest themselves in Cuba and to bring them back home in terms of creating institutions right here in the communities that will really empower us in terms of really addressing some very difficult questions, uh, certainly some very difficult problems that persist, you know, in the society. So we actually humbly ask you to go to Cuba to see for yourself firsthand, you know, uh, learn as much as you possibly can and bring those ideas back to the United States because they're so, they're so desperately needed, particularly in a time as, as the capitalist system continues to deconstruct. And I'll close with that, Brother Africa. Thank you, Brother Hakita. Brother Hakita, the African Awareness Association, they are building a bridge that unites us. So, brothers and sisters, come and use that bridge. Go across that bridge and let's get united. And you can contact African Awareness Association again by emailing them at African Awareness Association 2 at gmail.com or email us, AfricaOnTheMove2 at gmail, and we put you in contact with the right people. Next, we have with us Brother Anthony. He may have a couple of announcements he'd like to make, or at least share with our listening audience maybe what's going on with all African people sub-religious by the GC and how the people can play a role in helping to. Uh, build this organization and make it become a powerful force for not only for Pan-Africanism, but for all mankind and making it a just world for all people. Brother Anthony, we often say that without information, people cannot think, but without organization, they think they can't think clearly. You want the organization trying to help our people think clearly. How are you doing this, Brother Anthony? Talk just a little bit about your organization and how it can best serve the community. The mic is yours, Brother Anthony, from the AAPRPGC. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, one one way we can help 
the Africans in Haiti, other parts of the diaspora and at home is through permanent political organization. Uh, one such organization is the All African People's Revolutionary Party, GC. Our objective is the total liberation and unification of Africa under scientific socialism. And we believe that a revolutionary party has to be guarded, guided by a revolutionary ideology. Our ideology is in Kumism Tereism, which takes its name from the practices, writings, works, and speeches of Asashifo Kwame Nkrumah, Ahmed Sekoture, and Kwame Ture, uh, the foremost exponents of uh, the ideology of Nkrumism Tereism. And uh, we believe that only through permanent mass organization can we uh, can we defeat uh, the enemies of African liberty throughout the world, wherever they manifest themselves. And uh, you can find out more about us by contacting us at our website www.a-aprp-gc.org. You can also call us at 202-246-4896. Thank you, Brother Anthony. Father Brother Anthony, one of the movies that are taking place in the Washington, D.C. metro area, Maryland, Virginia, we have the D.C. Metro Coalition in solidarity with the Cuban Revolution and from to Brother Moses and Sister Eleanor. Starting with Brother Moses, are there any announcements you would like to share with our listening audience? Brother Moses. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's going to be a... Uh, 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 let's see. I think the... 18th of, of uh, the 18th of November, I believe we're going to have a a, a caravan uh, in D.C. Um, supporting the Cuban Revolution. Uh, Eleanor may know more about it. I'll leave it right there. Thank you. Let's see what Sister Eleanor would like to add to this. Sister Eleanor, you like to add to that, and also. Uh, so, brother, our special guest who's with you, is there any comments or thoughts you'd like to share with our listening audience? Sister Eleanor? Well, first of all, thank you so much for this uh, fascinating show this evening. Our guest was just tremendous. Uh, brother Paul is rather shy. He called, but he's 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 shy. He he. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But in terms of the uh, fundraising uh, activity that the coalition had uh, postponed and will be uh, hosting on the 18th, we would like to invite our audience to please uh, listen in to Africa on the Move and hear further information 
and um, to feel comfortable with RSVPing. I believe Brother Ap- uh, uh, Brother Moses has the uh, email address. And thank you so much for a uh, uh, wonderful show and allowing us to make this uh, brief an- announcement. And we'd also like to urge everyone uh, to vote, as we have seen um, uh, us Africans are being arrested in Florida and Texas for attempting to vote because it really, uh, under the circumstances, makes a a big difference this time. It doesn't mean all the time, but we are fighting an authoritarian uh, movement in this country. And we hope today that uh, uh, Bolsonaro has lost his seat. We'll know later this week. Uh, The voting has been going on this weekend in Brazil. And uh, just once again, thank you to the fellow panelists and our listening audience and to you, Brother Africa. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Sister Eleanor. One of the things I would like to remind our listening audience, just for a little historical fact about the history of our people, and when we talk about when our people are struggling for their freedom and independence, you know, we can see that the Western nation is consistent. For example, on this day, the 30th of October in 1956, you had Britain, France, and Israel invaded Egypt to try to overthrow Nazi government. That is a, a continuing long historical legacy of how they collectively team up together as a group to try to keep African people humanity oppressed. This happened back in 19, 1956 on this day. There's just a little historical fact we just thought to um, bring to your attention. But also we'd like to just remind you all that this is Africa on the Moon. It's a community project under the banner of the African Awareness Association. We come on every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. We come to speak to the powerless and the powerful. We may not give you what you want, but we will do our best to give you what you need. We're in the seat. We will take the heat because as we define it, we'll stand behind it. We, too, need your support. If you'd like to support our work, you can uh, cash up us at dollar sign, capital L, small e, small e, small c, small r, small o, and small b. You know, we can be no more greater than the support we receive for our community. We need your support. Now, what we would like you right now, go back to our, our guest today, one of our family members, a voice that we must make sure always be heard because sister is doing a tremendous job of taking on the Western propaganda and media as it relates to the history and contribution of Haiti and the Haitian people. And we love this sister, and she's one of those who, 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 Hey, she had Molly did her turtle. She come to bring a shotgun and tell you better come with her. She only can guarantee you two things, either freedom or death. And that's all right. So, Sister Izzelli, we're going to bring you back in. And what we want you to do, Sister Izzelli, talk to our listening audience and the rest of the world. Again, on some of the projects you are working on in Haiti and some of your future work. But more importantly, 
How do we stay in touch with you, and how can we support your work? We're going to turn this mic over to you right now, Sister Zilli, so you can take your time and go ahead and share with us how can we support your work. Sister Zilli, the mic is yours. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother, for having me on. I truly appreciate it. It's been many years, our um, interactions and connection, and you providing a platform for to hear um, the non-colonial narrative on Haiti. I try really not to deal with the demoralizing colonial narrative, um, you know, the, the, the headlines, the Haiti is, you know, my whole life. It's the same headline. Haiti is on the edge of collapse. So um, I've lived that my entire life, and I I, I, I don't promote that. So I st- that doesn't mean that I don't know how difficult it is. I live the difficulty of our life, of the folks that we lose, of um, uh, this uh, the greatest um, David and Goliath struggle on the planet. I live it. I was thinking when um, one of the brothers were talking about Cuba and people constantly just do for us, I see the um, colonial narrative um, about, you know, this is, they went from being enslaved to becoming tyrants of their own people as if the white man has nothing to do with what's going on in IT. And that is a great trick, right? A greatest trick of the devil is to make as if he doesn't exist. So we always um, point him out. Um, and so since he was talking about Cuba, I, I wanted to point something out um, about how um, something parallel to, to Cuba. So, you know, when we got our independence in IET, um, a lot of the French uh, who were plant, plantation owners, you know, ran out of there and ended up in the French territory of Louisiana, New Orleans. We know that they are not happy with IT and the people that actually, you know, got rid of them and their brutality and their rape and their uh, burning people alive and so on, right? Um, but since that time, the uh, folks no real person is going to say this to you, but I think people see, for instance, what the immigrants, um, the right-wing immigrants in and that come out of Cuba, do with U.S. policy. You know, if 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 Obama or anyone is is even thinking about lifting up embargoes, they go crazy, right? Because they want they want to go back and 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 continue to 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 profit over the people. It's the same thing with us. It's just that you don't hear it because no one is telling you. For 200 years, these Frenchmen who are now Americans, remember, Louisiana Territory is all French. They have uh, 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 a desire to pound us to the ground because we took our liberty and said we were human beings. And so no one does that study, no one talks about it, but America, before Jefferson and his rapist self, there were certain Americans before the Louisiana Territory that did want to help IET, like um, Adams, um, 
But once Jefferson came into power and he made his relationship with the French, um, those immigrants, those New Orleaners, those slave owners, um, they cannot abide the fact of our existence. And they're not going to be happy until they've pushed us into the sea and IT doesn't exist anymore. Um, so as I said, you know, my whole life, um, every time I pick up a newspaper, IET was on the edge of collapse. Well, I'm here. And my grandmother before me and my grandfather before that and so on. And so there are almost 20 million of us now. So we have metastasized and we're going to figure out a way to continue the Haitian Revolution. In the meanwhile, as we do that, what I always say to to, to everyone um, is that you have to live, you have to do whatever you can with whatever is in your hand and understand that the most important things in the universe are free. The sun, very important. Um, water, uh, exercise, plants, um, put into your body what you need to put into it to provide you with the right fuel so you can have the right thinking. These are just basics, but those are really important in terms of when people say they're warriors. You've got to be a healer first. Most of the Haitian soldiers knew some basics in healing and plant, um, and those are the things that we need our people to go back to, especially now. The winter is coming. And uh, I mean that in every way. I mean that in the Gil Scott way, Gil Scott Aaron way, right? It's it's going to be, and it is, winter in America, right? Um, the the thing that's happening in, 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 in close to nuclear warfare and so on. Um, so that means there's a vibration. Remember, before it becomes imagery, it lives in another space. And so a lot of people are feeling it, but they don't see it. So there's a vibration, and we are in transition. In order to have make sure that vibration doesn't make you insane and depressed, because that's kind of where it's what it what it is. It's a very depressing um, space. Like even white people right now, all over the planet, they're all going out into the streets with high gas prices and inflation, high cost of food. So I tell my people. The only way to survive is to be prepared, to be prepared mentally, um, to try to be prepared as much as you can materially. Um, and those things are important. They're, they're as important as trying to organize people, uh, looking after your personal health, looking after healing those who are within, w- within your environment that you can feel and you can see that there's something happening with their energy. Reach out. Um, and so that's kind of what I leave you with. Ezilidanto.com um, is my website. My name is the on Twitter. I, I think I, I do a lot more there right now because I'm doing so much other things with regards to what I'm telling you about in terms of IT. Really, for us at the moment, um, it's a it, it's a very challenging time. Uh, the Port-au-Prince is definitely on fire. It is where the core group lives. The core group are the, are the six former slaveholding, continuing enslavers, right? It's Brazil, Germany, uh, France, Spain, 
United States, Canada, um, and, and, and these countries have come together the first time in history as one. So it used to be like each diplomatic corps had different competing interests, but no, they all have the same interest, and that is to drive us off the, the planet. Um, so all those six countries, we've been fighting them since 2004. That's 20 years now. Um, they have made um, Port-au-Prince um, um, unlivable, but I want you to understand that Port-au-Prince is not the Republic of Haiti. And so other places, um, other people are, are working very, very hard to take back the energy, to witness to ourselves, to tell our own story. And we will survive. We are meant to survive because the universe actually needs um, human beings, not vultures and vampires, because vultures and vampires, they're going to eat their own eventually. What, what they do to us, they do to themselves. Um, so my... Um, information is you can go to my website to find my 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 email address you can um if you want to make a donation we are on on paypal um you can find that at esleydumpel.com i am definitely also on um uh, cash app at uh sign zili z-i-l-i-n-d um but the most important thing for me anyways at this age, after all this, is that I want my people to live. I, I want my people to be above that energy that they're sending to us that's depressing and demoralizing us. I want my people to try to enjoy life while they're here because uh, this is supposed to be a really good experience so try to do that as much as possible because it is like I said that is the revolutionary thing is that if you put the right fuel in your body if you take care of yourself and you accomplish something because it's really important as human beings to accomplish something you know every morning when you wake up you know I'm going to do one two and three and if you accomplish it, you're going to build up your spiritual energy. You built up your spiritual energy. You built up your vibration. You built up your vibration. You can walk into a room and just slam into their spiritual self. And, and so that's what we have to do. We have to understand we're not powerless because this whole system is made for you to believe that you have to organize 8 billion people to take on, like, one percent. That is crazy. Hell no. Okay? Less than one percent of us can take down this one percent. And that's what we have to see and that's what I'm trying to make my people see. If you built up your spiritual energy enough because it's not going to be the traumatized masses that are able to do what's necessary. The only way the traumatized masses are going to be able to do what's necessary is they have basics first. They have food and shelter and security and health. And, and, and you that have it, you must protect it. You must um, uh, uh, multiply it and, and, and help the next person to have it. That, to me, is revolutionary. That, to me, is love. And that's where we are, my people. So thank you very much again, brother. I really appreciate it, Brother Lee, and all your panelists, those that ask questions. Um, I hope that this was helpful. Thank you. 
access of raw information we can't think, and you have given us so much to think. You have also given us organization where we can think more clearly by acting. We learn by doing. And on that note, what we will say is we can always strive to go forward album backwards novel. We'd like to thank Sister Zelie Tanto for giving her perspective, her understanding, her knowledge, her wisdom on Haiti, its history, and its struggle. And not only do we wish her the best, we're going to help her do her best because that's our collective responsibility. Remember, if you support Africa on the Move Radio, please email us with one line. We support Africa on the Move so we have direct contact with you so we can share with you information and things that are going on that you need to know. It's nice to know that you listen to the program, but even better know exactly how to stay in touch with you, engage with you. So please just drop us an email, and um, until next time, we see you next week, 7 p.m. Help be a listenership, and you can do that by word of mouth or just by sending an email to your friends. We will greatly appreciate it. This has been Africa on the Move, as Sister Zilli said earlier. We are living in a damn winter in America, but we're going to change that too. Until next time, we'll see you next week. And we strive again to go forward our backwards novel. We may, may not give you what you want, but we do our best to give you what you need. This has been Africa on the Move. Welcome to Pilgrim and to the Buffalo who wants to rule a plane. Like the vultures circling beneath the dark clouds looking for the rain. Looking for the rain. Just like the city that Stagger on the coastline In a nation That just can't stand much more Like the forest Buried beneath the highway Never had a chance to grow Never had a chance to grow And now it's winter Winter in America Yes, and all of the healers Have been killed Sent away Yeah, but the people know The people know it's winter in America and ain't nobody fighting cause nobody knows what to say save your soul Lord knows from winter in America the constitution a noble piece of paper with free society, the struggle but they died in vain. 
And now democracy is a ragtime on the corner A hoping for some rain It's looking like he's a hoping Hoping for some rain And I see the robins First in barren treetops They're watching last it's races Marching across the floor But just like the piece of hands that vanished in our dreams Never had a chance to grow Never had a chance to grow And now it's winter Winter in America Loki. Loki is not his real name, surprisingly enough. It's an important line there. I'm all about peace and love. Yeah. Okay. They're calling him a terrorist. Him a terrorist. Okay. One nation in the world has over a thousand military bases. Can you guess who? It's. Um, uh, let me give you a hint. Cutter. It is not Luxembourg. It's not just Muslims that have, that oppose your imperialism. He's going to tell you who it is. Lumumba was democracy. Mossadegh. Allende. There you go. Okay, so so this is the rapper. All right, that mm-hmm. is music. Bust a beat for me. Right? All right, sure. After you divorce yourself from the right wing propaganda campaign, it's all simple and plain. America could stand the game. Your president got an African name. Now who you gon' blame when they drop the bombs out of them planes using depleted uranium? Babies looking like two-headed aliens. Follow the money trail that leads to the criminal. Ain't nothing subliminal to it. That's how they do it. See the game they run. Give a fuck if he's cunning, articulate, and handsome. Afghanistan held for ransom by the hand of this black man. Neo-colonial puppet, white power with a black face. He said, fuck it, I'll do it. A master of the sky, expert at telling lies. Then they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize. Should have known he was trained in Chicago. Where the chairman Fred and Mark Clark, what they do in the dark will come out in the light like a WikiLeaks site. So I guess the crew was right. Who's ready to fight? Last stage of imperialism, I ain't kidding. In the immortal words of Marvin Gaye, this ain't living.
pin, but I'm not surprised Look at Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice They didn't change shit, house niggas fresh off the slave ship You all burn in hell, even Michelle Abomination Was the bigger threat from Osama or from Obama? Military bases from Chagos to Okinawa. I say things that other rappers won't say, cause my mind never closed like Guantanamo Bay. Hope you didn't feel the statue or tattoo your arm, cause the drones are still flying over Pakistan. Did he defend the war? No. He extended more, even had the time to attempt to crew in Ecuador. Morales and Chavez, the states are on the hunt for your military now stationed on bases in Colombia. Take a trip to the past and tell them I was right. Ask Ali Abu Neymar and Jeremiah Wright. Drones over Pakistan, Yemen and Libya. Is Obama the bomber getting ready for Syria? First black president, the masses were hungry. But the same president just bombed an African country like... The Jonas Brothers are here. They're out there somewhere. Sasha and Malia are huge fans. But uh, boys don't get any ideas. I have two words for you. Predator drones. You will never see it coming. You think I'm joking? Don't really wanna make friends. 
All they want is a Mercedes Benz. All they want is they dividends and decibels. Fuck these citizens. They'll treat us like hooligans. Throw him in, they don't care what school he in. These people don't play fair. It ain't even fair at the state fair. Give a young nigga gray hair. That's why I'm here. Make your ass lay there. You better stay there. Close your fucking eyes like a daycare. Make myself clearer than Shakespeare. I'm here to take money, even fake hair. So desperate is what I'm left with. For the record, you affected. Who you elected is so skeptic. So full of shit, I can't accept it. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. I reside on the west side. I murder with my third eye. Nigga so fly, get a bird's eye. I make him scream bloody murder. Let's meet at the White House. Run in and turn the lights out. Man, they treat it like a trap house. These motherfuckers never take the trash out. They just cash out and mash out. Nigga, take your drugs and pass out. Niggas love to go that fast route. I see you when your black ass get out. Homie, you play too much. Why these devils, they doing way too much. Most of them won't say too much. Why they steady planning? God knows what. That's why I roll with the real ones. Real ones, trying to reach millions. Real ones, trying to make billions. Real ones, dressed like civilians. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Oh, 
black man, black man, go on and get a catch scan. I had chain wrapped too straight, too tight. We got a backhand, there ain't no Batman in this black land. I wish a rich nigga would come and save the day and pave the way. Ain't no amazing grace. I blaze the haze to remain the faith. Twenty years with my medicine, but they wanna throw me away for that. Then turn around and legalize it. I wish being black was truly accepted. Four hundred year elephant in the room. This ain't a new deal. They've been treating us like animals. We in a zoo still. So let me tell you how I feel. Guilty conscience trumps common sense every day, y'all. Ignore the issues, look at the victim like it's their fault. As if a wagon ain't harassing, waiting for jaywalkers in front of the building, minding your business. You was trying to pay your bills as if that wasn't to mention. Conjunction, junction, tell me what's your intention. Don't call them kings and treat them like some common folk. You a fighter like Ronda Rose. Rousey move around the road. Drowsy with a cloud of smoke. Howdy do for Maui, bro. Traveling around the globe, you didn't know, but now you know. Early morning risings, my end of alarm kicking. Birdman hand rubs, feeling my palms itching. I need a spiritual thought with top that's top notch. We watch black power docs and study our chakras. Ooh, child, don't you ever come, come down. You acting like the sun ain't out. And we gon' cop a ticket and fly on out and fly on out. Ooh, child, don't you ever come, come down. You acting like the sun ain't out. Oh dear black man, tell me what happened You can't be low when your glow's everlasting And when your ass been on ass been like I has been Raising the trap when the guards talk math and moves with a Mac 10 Not that nigga back then, but look now nigga I'm established, cut camera action I cut lines with my sad card, my bitches packing Then I'm cutting in line with a bad boy, they caught him flagging Then huddle around him with a stat chart look You stay awake up feeling better than I I ever been. Check out my melanin, it's now the makeup for the mannequin That wants to be the same as the slave or the sedative You kill culture, I give knowledge, I spit stylish Crane kicks and Balenciagas and speaking science And bodegas that grow flavors was taught language Was taught to talk with the razor from having Spanish neighbors I fought the haters, caught cases and lost paper Educated killers walking, no ladies cross the street Turn back around, walk across and sell hard to a fee No turning back now, rent doing your kids got to eat, yeah. Black man rooted deep with the blood of a king, yeah. Black man roses arose from the cold concrete. I eat, walk, talk, gritty. Snitches get buck fifty. One slice buck fifty. Both get cut quickly. Until they free Goldie, nobody can fuck Talk with about Oh, child, don't you ever come, come down. You acting like the sun ain't out. So we gon' cop a ticket and fly on out and fly on out. Oh, child, don't you ever come, come down. You acting like the sun ain't out. Black became beautiful, then made America great again. See the page of history or see the grave and hate again. I'm from New York, the last state to free the slaves, and now we getting to the point where they rebooting Martin Payne and them. Black man, switch it up, just to be versatile. Why you always mean mugging? Man, it never hurts to smile. Make a record, break a record, get the record straight. I'm just trying to get it going, I'm trying to accelerate. Life alert. Welcome to my world, live and living color, stay low, word to J-Lo, out here with my fly girl, black man, 
black man They give you whack answers They robbing you with Batman They give you Black Panther When all our people dying They think that we need a movie But the box office don't break off The descendants of Huey Think about it I'm cooler than a Coca-Cola polar bear Hold up, roll up something potent Right before we go in there Maroon Customs support that shit that touches the streets Puffing a leaf on a corner that gave me nothing but grief Don't come around my way if your whole message is how much you got If you ain't got no fucking shot, then don't touch the fucking rock Lucy still 50 cent, cool what kind of blunts you got You can lock a few niggas for hustling, but nothing stops The judge just makes the hero And a young black boy lose their fucking pops And go on a robbing spree like fuck the ops Phone out of battery, black mirror, word the Windex King of the table of contents, human index I handle everything myself, the one-man quintet. Let's take it where it hasn't been yet. Dear black man, worth life. One take. Oh. 
needs our love, needs our love. Palestine, Palestine. needs her freedom. Palestine, Palestine needs our love. There seems to be no answer to give us the reason why people cannot live so no one has to die. We've got to take a stand for freedom, take a stand for truth. Take a stand for justice, that's what we've got to do. Cause Palestine, Palestine needs, her freedom. needs her freedom. Palestine, Palestine needs, our love. needs our love. Palestine, Palestine needs her freedom. Palestine needs our love. People of all countries, of every race and creed, we need a new beginning. Let us plant the seed. Plant the seed of love and let that love seed grow. Plant the seed for everyone so all the world will know that Palestine, Palestine needs her freedom. Needs her freedom. Palestine, Palestine needs our love. Needs our love. Palestine, Palestine needs her freedom. Needs her freedom. Palestine, Palestine needs our
from exploitation and strife. Cause nothing is, is more precious in life. Waste wind with your splendor. Take my people by the hand. Rest your
phone bum rushing and pushing, snatching and taxing. I cram to understand why brothers don't be maxing. There's only one disco, they'll close one more. You ain't guarding the door. So what you got a gun for? Do you rob the rich and give to the poor? Yo, daddy-o. School of the more. straight from the mouth. Oh, why? And daddy-o. Do a crime. End up in jail and gotta go. Cause you could do crime and get paid today. And tomorrow you're behind bars in the worst way. Far from your family. Cause you're locked away. Now tell me. Do you really think crime pays? You on taking what your brother has? You little sucker. You talking all that jazz. It's time to stand together in a unity. Cause if not, then you're with soon to be self-destroyed. Unemployed. C-Rack will be lost without a trace. Or a clue but what to do is stop the violence and kick the science down the road that we call eternity where knowledge is formed and you learn to be self-sufficient independent to teach the east is what rap intended but society wants to invade so do not walk this path that they laid it
mutual respect. Our nation at its best feeds the hungry. Our nation at its worst, at its worst. Our nation will have partnership with South Africa. Free, 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 free. Angola, the way those Zimbabwe, Tanzania, 
niggas are scared of revolution. But niggas shouldn't be scared of revolution. Because revolution is nothing but change. And all niggas do is change. Niggas come in for murder and change into pimping clothes. They're the streets to make some quick change. Niggas change their hair from black to red to blonde. And old black hair that looks for change. Niggas kill other niggas just because one didn't receive the correct change. Niggas change from men to women, from women to men. Niggas change, change, change. You hear niggas say, things are changing, things are changing. Yeah, things are changing. Nigga things into black nigga things. Black nigga things that go through all kinds of changes. The change in the day that makes them rap and rave. Black power, black power, and the change that comes over them at night as they sigh and moan. Right side. Ooh, right side. Niggas always going through bullshit change. But when it comes for real change, niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are actors. Niggas are actors, niggas act like they're in a hurry to catch the first act of a great white host. Niggas try to act like Malcolm, and when a white man doesn't react to them like he did Malcolm, niggas want to act violently. Niggas act so cool and slick, causing white people to say, what makes you niggas act like that? Niggas act like you ain't never seen nobody act before. But when it comes to acting out revolution, niggas say, I can't dig them action. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about getting high and riding around in L's. Niggas to get high and ride to hell. Niggas talk about pimping, pimping that, pimping what? Pimping yours, pimping mine. Just to be pimping is a hell of a line. Niggas are very untogether people. Niggas talk about the mind, talk about my mind stronger than yours. I got that bitch's mind upside. Niggas don't know a damn thing about the mind. But they'd be right. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas fuck. Niggas fuck, fuck, fuck. Niggas love the word fuck. They've been there so fucking cute. They fuck you around. The first thing they say when they're mad is fuck it. You play a little too much with them. They say fuck you when it's time to TCB. Niggas are somewhere fucking. Try to be nice to them. They fuck over you. Niggas don't realize while they're doing all this fucking. They're getting fucked around. But when they do realize, it's too late. So niggas just get fucked up. Niggas talk about fucking. Fucking that. Fucking this. Fucking Yours, fucking monsters, not knowing what they're fucking for. Ain't fucking for love and appreciation. Just fucking to be fucking. Niggas fuck white side, black side, yellow side, brown side. Niggas fuck ankles when they want dollar side. Niggas fuck Charlie, Linda, and Sue. And if you don't watch out, niggas will fuck you. Niggas will fuck fuck if it could be fucked. But when it comes to fucking for revolutionary causes, niggas say fuck revolution. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are players. Niggas are players are players. Niggas play football, baseball, and basketball while the white man is cutting off their balls. When a niggas play ain't tight enough to play with some black guys, niggas play with white guys to see if they still have some play left. And when ain't no white guys to play with, niggas play with themselves. Niggas tell you they're ready to be liberated, but when you say, let's go take our liberation, niggas reply, I was just playing. Niggas are playing with revolution and losing. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas do a lot of shooting. Niggas shoot off at the mouth. Niggas shoot blue. Niggas shoot traps. Niggas cut around the corners and shoot down the streets. Niggas shoot sharp branches at white women. Niggas shoot dope into the arm. Niggas shoot guns and rifles on New Year's Eve. A new year instead of coming in, the white police 
would do more shooting at them. Where are niggas when the revolution needs some shot? Yeah, you know, niggas are somewhere shooting this shit. Niggas are scared of revolution. Niggas are lovers. Niggas are lovers. Are lovers. Niggas love to see Clark Gable make love to Marilyn Monroe. Niggas love to see Todd and fuck over the natives. Niggas love to hit a long range of yeah. Oh, how niggas love commercials. You can take niggas out of the country, but you can't take the country out of niggas. Niggas are lovers, are lovers, are lovers. Niggas love to hear Malcolm rap, but they didn't love Malcolm. Niggas love everything but themselves. But I'm a lover too. Yep, I'm a lover too. I love niggas, I love niggas, I love niggas. Because niggas are me, and I should only love that which is me. I love to see niggas. Go through changes, love to see niggas act, love to see niggas make them plays and shoot this shit. But there's one thing about niggas I do not love. Niggas are scared of revolution. <laughs>